Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Value Pack. Uh, Arena of Solaire has begun. We're going to be mostly talking about that today as well as some Nodewar changes. we got two comment sections to catch up on since we skipped last week. But mostly going to be talking about Arena of Solaire. But first, got to thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Daniel Sandlin, Hawaiian Laggy Skills, Melt On Your Mouth, Minaria, and Wavesy. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show as well as our Twitch subscribers on our individual Twitch channels, which you can find in the description down below. Nayashi, Frosty, hello. Hello. What's up, man? Arena Solaire. It's uh, season one, I guess you would call it, is out. Um, they added some new maps, which we got to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, Draconia nerfs have not come through yet. Uh, was looking forward to that. But, they, were still uh, they were still translating. <laughs> still looking forward still to translating, that. still translating, which also has implications for our tier list, uh, which we got to figure out at some point. Um, but yeah, so how are you guys? Uh, how are we feeling about Arena Solaire? I'm going to ask this as if we haven't been complaining about it for the last 30 minutes before we hit record. There's, let's just say there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, now, I mean... <laughs> Nayashi is the highest ranked currently. You're around 1500, you said, right? No, 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 no. I was... Oh, and then you Friday. descended into but, madness. But then, but then I had a six-game loss streak yesterday. I, uh, I, got, I got all the way up to 1474 when I was streaming yesterday, and I wanted to hit that 1500, and then I just could not get it. It, it just, I, yeah, I should have stopped. Fucking greedy, I man. Been happy. That's the but, funny thing too. I, I've noticed a common thing I see people say is like, "Damn, I should have stopped." Like. Yeah, it's like gambling. It's You're gambling. Right. Yeah, it's, gambling. it's literally gambling. So Nayashi is currently at thirteen twenty eight. But you don't yeah. really end up get anything for stopping. You know what I mean? It's like I know that's, you're well, inevitably gonna have to play ahead. more games. I was already ahead, so that would that's like the argument. But this is what happened yesterday. Post a screenshot there. <laughs> this oh, was at the end. Yeah, that that's at the brutal. end. Oh, so, oh, I know that. I know the look of that screen all too well, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> mine, ha yeah. mine. I have to scroll up and down to see the rest of them, though. Unfortunately, so Nashi is currently ranked number four, Maywa, mm -hmm. sitting at uh thirteen twenty-eight. I was number one on Friday. Now he was number one, but this, no more. It's inting. If I would have stayed at where where my high point was, I would have been at least number two. Now, Frosty, I, well, I'm I assuming... I wanted to say real quick, let, let's make this spicy. Nayashi, why are those three Mayowas above you way better than you at the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wouldn't say that. Dude, Coco's up there. Coco's good. Yeah, Coco's good. Coco's super consistent, too. He's always Quincy, up there. Quincy, I was running down in a few games, but he ended up with a better team comp towards the end of the day. and Beat me in one, finally. But, yeah. Now, Frosty, yeah. what is uh, what is your current ranking? I am 
rank 1131 but that is a massive upgrade from what i was after wednesday's games where i ended the day at rank 2191 so i'm making huge progress um we're working our way up so wait, wait what's your score currently though um oops what is your my rating? score? Hold on. Uh, 1190. I'm just barely okay, okay. above starter rank. While yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with a losing record. Wait, what score were you reading before? The, the, rank. the rank. The total rank. Your placement. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, w I was yeah. rank. I was 2,191 in line. Like there was 2,190 players that performed better than me on Wednesday. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, um, which is crazy by the way that number because remember in the preseason like the highest or the lowest we really saw was like 890 or 900 or something i will say day one i had a rough start too um but friday i managed to sneak on by and get out of the 1200 bracket and mm -hmm. once you get to the t once you get out of the 1200 bracket there was a big difference in team quality i tend to disagree both times i got to 1300 is when my loss streak began Oh, well, the quality well, of players for me just uh well no that was saturday right saturday is when you, yesterday right uh no, no no the first day the first day i started off I, I actually started off really really well i was like i actually i was 14 and 7 and then uh or 13 and 7 like to start so i was like doing pretty well and i was like 13 yeah. and whatever 100 and then i was like 14 and 9 when i was like dude i should probably stop I think I was 13-7, lost two, then I won one, I was 14-9. and nine. I had just clapped Hunter HD, and then went, oh, damn. went to his stream and said, lol, idiot, you're trash, and then, <laughs> and then proceeded Reasonable. to go on a 10-game losing streak while he went on like a 9-game win streak, so we completely oh, separated from there. Who it was, really won? Who really it won It was that? so sad, too, because I even, I hopped into his stream and I heard him say, dude, I fucking, like, we gotta win this, can't let fucking shit-ass Frosty win, and then I fucking beat him. And I CC'd <laughs> him so many times, too, and I was like, god damn, you're trash, Hunter. So sad I got ranked with someone as shit as you. <laughs> Damn. And then just oh fucking just, just lost. Yeah, Hun Hunter is one of my uh, he's one of my BFFs, so he knows I'm kidding. But dude, it was sad. I just went on a fucking huge loss streak from there, and it was like unrecoverable. And ever since, it's like now it's like one game I'll get teammates that want to help, and then the next game I get teammates where they are willing to separate so far away that they're not even on the map. So yeah. I just have to play like way, way, way better than I I am capable of i guess to get out of this hole so i don't know i got a lot, uh, lot of work to do it's rough sometimes with these uh <laughs> the team the teammates in the lower ranks are going to be very uh very difficult to play around i guess is the best way to put it so just for transparency's sake, I am currently at 1149, one point oh, below starting ELO. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. I gotta be quiet or else I'm gonna have a frosty situation where, you know, like, I'm yeah, like a, a higher rank and, you know, and then gonna um, have a down bad moment. You both are gonna pass me. In my defense, Johnny. though, in mm -hmm. my defense, though, for being below starting ELO, I have been playing a lot of random bullshit. Um, cause I'm just more interested in having fun than trying to climb in all honesty. 
Okay. So I, I wish there was a way for me to see my class breakdown. Yeah. Because like I would be very class. curious. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I had to guess, I'd probably say I've played maybe. Okay. Is there a way to see total games at least? There's not even a way to see total games. Well, if I had to guess. Your total games are when you go to your main screen, it shows you six, history, top left. Like just go to Solaire and it's literally the top left. Shows your record. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah. so I've played a total of uh quick maths, thirty seven games. Okay. If I had to take a guess, I'd probably say ten to fifteen of those are succession sage, maybe like five to ten awakening berserker, uh a couple archers, maybe five to ten musas, and actually I've been trying to learn warrior again. Um uh, oh. I'm, I'm trying to right relearn how to play warrior. Mm. Um, so I've been having a hard time with that because I haven't played the class in like four years. So I've been absolutely inting my games. Apologies to anyone who's been on my team. Um, so yeah, I've just been playing a whole bunch of random shit. Uh, weird time to pick Warrior back up, seeing as next week they're nerfed. <laughs> that's why he's ready for it not to be complained about. You know, is that the reason? the solar flare grab not though. particularly i don't know i just i kind of felt like it i was just looking at the classes that i have available and i was like what do i feel like playing and then i was like okay we'll go fucking uh we'll go fucking warrior why not and then i entered i think i did less damage than a shy on the enemy team for Oof. my first game so that was pretty embarrassing um <laughs> but I, i've slowly been getting better i've slowly i've even gotten mvp a couple times now so i've been getting better um you know it's just relearning the class basically but yeah, so it's been a it's been a pretty fun time though. It's been a pretty fun time. Yeah, it's good. Unless you're having fun, I mean, ultimately, like this is definitely a lot more fun, even though it's stressful moments with some of these teams and other aspects of the arena. But uh, you know, it's it's more fun than just running circles all day. I you know what it is for me it's like I I actually don't even really mind the ones that go like five games or even four but they're all like kind of close for me it's just it's so deflating when two people on your team will die in in the first 10 or 15 seconds yeah and you are stuck in that 1v3 from get-go like over and over again and it's just like dude that's that is I, rough, I know man. you're not supposed to blame your teammates but when they're literally dead that fast it's like I it's so difficult it's yeah. so difficult to come out of that because the ga the game mode is designed to make like one v threes fucking super super hard, like near impossible. Yeah, it, I mean, if you're in trial gear, at least it would be potentially possible. But yeah, with the, with this this mode's uh, way the gear is set up, it's yeah. It's, that it, being for, said, I I love where the gear setup awful. is. To be honest, I I think it's way more fun with the way the damage works in this game, in this game mode. Um, I I, I love, will say though, if if there is a like these random records to be held or to be held, one I might have the record for the most the highest percentage of getting the cadre map. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure because out of sixty games. I've had over 60 games. More than half of my games have been on Kadri. That's Which is rough. crazy because there are five maps in the fucking pool. So I don't understand how it's possible with that many games to get the Kadri map 30 times. And I, I, mean, I hate, like literally like my fucking just, my whole 
temperament changes the moment I see the desert when I start loading in. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not alone. No. I, I, I've had a, I've had a, a couple times where people are like, dude, fuck this map. I had one yep. guy who literally, I, I'm pretty sure he just kind of like gave up the second we loaded in because he, he literally was just like, I've never won on this map. Like I, I always just lose. Yeah. And then we got, oh, we got three owed, and he was like, "Well, I'll try again next time." Like he was so depressed. I felt so bad for him, dude. Yeah, every every time I end up on that map, everyone on my team is always saying the same thing: "Fuck this map!" Like it doesn't matter what class they are. Even the classes that do benefit benefit from it, like Sork or DK, as examples, or even ninjas, they're like, "Yeah, fuck this map!" Like. Yeah, sure, I can benefit from it, but my teammates don't. <laughs> so it's just all around. Everyone dislikes that map. I just want to. I just want to point out something really funny to me right now. Yeah. Uh, blooming bloom in your chat, Frosty. Mm -hmm. He said, "Have fun in practice mode and don't int people." Lol. If only I could bloom. If only I could. Unfortunately, they close practice mode when the ranked is up, so I can only do one fucking thing. Yeah, that's. I understand. I I kind of understand why they decided that, but it, like, it, all it does is just funnel those players into the ranked matches where they shouldn't be. Yep. So, it's kind of, it's kind of like they have a solution. They implemented it. And then just didn't think about the consequences of how they implemented it. Well, no, it's the Q thing, right? It's the it's the we don't have enough players uh, to support Q two Qs at the same time. I can't do this discussion again. If again, it's literally just fucking the most basic, the most basic map. Have you Q no? I, I understand outside? why they did it. I, I'm just saying I can't. Like I literally can't do practice mode in the evenings unless it's yeah. on those no, two days. No, Bloom is. I, Bloom's trolling anyway because it's like, dude, the ladder is not that important. That it's like, who cares if if you're playing on a bad class or a class you suck at, you get put lower anyway. So it's like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. And, and also, like, I, I, I am address, not in your elo, Bloom. You don't need to worry about it. I, I also want to address this because I keep seeing this a lot. So Apollo Crew says people complain a lot about bad teams, and it can happen. You have new players or something. But how do people like Yellow Divios Armin consistently get top 100? Maybe it's a skill issue. Yes, Apollo. Not nah. all of us. No, 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 hold on. Yes, not all of us are the best player at our class, arguably in the entire world in the game. That is true. And most of us are never, ever going to be the best player in the world at a class. It, it, period. So, yes, if you are, you just named three of arguably the best players in the game, I would even argue across multiple regions. Yes, they are able to get out of it and overcome the odds. Unfortunately for the rest of us that aren't Divios and Armin, we're not Yeah, that aren't ever, the best players in the game. Ever ever going to be able to be that good at the game that we can overcome bad teammates 5 6 7 8 games in a row. It's just not possible. Like some of us are forever I resign to I will probably end the season at like 15 or 1600 points or whatever because that's I'm just not I don't have it in me to be that good, right? And that's okay. But the, the problem is, is like you're not even moving up. It's very difficult early on when you're not Divios or Armin to, to move up to even where you probably are going to end up early on because of the RNG of teammates and maps and stuff. 
So yes, if you're not Divios and Armin, you're probably going to have a lot more hard time when you have bad teammates than if you're Divios or Armin. If those are your examples, it's like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, yes, no one is Divios and Armin. We all are going to be lower skilled than Divios and Armin. So are the people on our team and the people we're against. But that doesn't change the fact that your teammates affect you. The whole game mode is team-based. I, yeah. I think it's so weird that, that people now are just like arguing like more and more this season. I've noticed it more and more this season that it's like, dude, your team doesn't matter. It's literally just you. If you're good, your team is irrelevant. It's like, no, the whole it's fucking game mode <laughs> is based on your team and comps are important and your how much they help. Like literally just being in voice increases your win rate significantly. Yep. Like just being in voice. So the, if you get nine games in a row where no one is willing to go in voice with you, you're already at a deficit. So like, yes, you can, you can uh, change your odds by being better for sure. 100%. You, could, you should always look to yourself to improve like 100%. But this notion that everyone should be Divios and Yellow and Armin and just climb out easily. It's just, no, we're not going to be... Do you realize how good Divios... I don't think you understand how good Divios is. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point this out. I'm a Divios fan, all right? Just heads up. I'm straight up a Divios fanboy, and part of the reason why I like Divios so much is because he's been just pegged with this, oh, he's not in the AOA community, so he doesn't PvP, he's not actually good, he's gear carried... And yet, for some reason, every time his gear is equalized, he fucking dominates everybody, and now on more than one class. Yep. So it's like, I, I like when people are like, you know, uh, <laughs> fucking, oh, well, yeah, you know, blah, 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 just has a bunch of gear. And then it's like, he goes to the trial fucking striker version of the tournament and just fucking runs through everybody like it's nothing. And then now in, in AOS, he's just, you know, I don't know, top 10. And now he's playing on Sage, which everyone tells me is literally the shittiest class in AOS in the whole game. And yep, 22 and 12. So yeah, yeah, not everyone is Divios, man. I'm sorry, Apollo. Well, no, a lot of us are not going to be as good as fucking Armin on Suck Ninja. It's just not going to happen for most of us. So yeah, we're not going to be able to overcome bad teammates regularly. And also like some of those individuals being pointed out, like Armin or Divios, I mean... Some classes could do a lot more than others, oh, realistically. Yeah, like Ninja is a prime example of a class that can do a lot more than some other classes out there. Moose is another example. Striker is another example. I mean, there's just some situations where certain certain classes they require a team to function well. They because of how the damage output is set up in this mode. Yeah, like I mean, some of those they're... classes, like assassin classes, they usually perform much better in situations where they have higher gear or you know whatever the case is but like yeah it's it's silly to go off that but yeah those individuals themselves are extremely skilled plus with the kits that they have available to them they're able to do some things that other classes and players can't yeah some classes are more comp independent yeah like someone's saying some classes are a lot more comp independent and uh also you have armin and divios on them so it's like yep Yes. Okay. So if I go into a game, I like the, the question is how much better than the other players do I have to be to overcome teammates that are bad? Like if you're Divios and you're queuing up and you have five blue players in your game, you're probably like so many times better than the other players that you can overcome 
like players not really helping you that much, right? Because the the three people on the other team are having just such a miserable time trying to deal with Divios that it doesn't matter that his, his teammates are bad. They're just doing something. But it's like, if I'm... Let's say if I am on average, like, I don't know, we'll just give like a random percentage for sake of example. If I'm 30% better than every single player on the other team, like I, I am just like, I don't know, on average better than them at, at everything. Maybe I'm better at group play, I'm better at peeling, I'm better at protecting myself, I'm better at getting CCs, my combos are consistent, I don't make mistakes as much. How much worse... Like, is that enough to overcome two teammates that die in the first 10 seconds? Probably not. Like, it, it just depends. There, there's so many factors, but this dismissing, uh, like, the effect of teammates in a team game, I just find so disingenuous. It's like such an ego stroke thing. What, while also complaining about teammates exclusively is, but it's like, they still do play a role. It's a fucking team game. It's the yeah, whole reason why we said if you're able to queue up in ranking with a pre-made team, how insanely one-sided so many of the matches would be because you're going to end up with teammates that aren't coordinating. Because a huge part of it is literally just like, dude, I, I'm getting CCs, but I can't get someone to help me deal damage to a player on the ground, yeah, no matter what I say in the voice. But at the same time, it's like those individuals that are using those 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 specific um you know higher rank players as examples of oh they can get out <laughs> how come you're not out why are you using someone else to prove your point <laughs> why aren't you able to perform oh, dude i love to if divio's on a shy is gonna be 1200 i actually don't even believe that here's the thing people don't know about Div divio's actually likes shy and plays shy and played shy and siege a lot i guarantee you he would probably be one of the highest ranked shies on here if he actually played shy and you so he would he would definitely be up there i i don't know what his ranking would be at the end of the season but he actually did play shy for a long time so i would not be surprised that he would be one of the highest ranked shies Wutara right now is 1234 all right and yeah it is unfortunate for that class that's the other thing too what happens when you get a uh, two shies on your team you know very hard to overcome that all right, that, that's it. Rant over. Hey, yes, don't don't blame your teammates. Try to improve yourself all the time, but also recognize that it's a team game, and teammates are important because team comps matter, maps matter, how people play, communication matters, and when all these things fall apart regularly, it, it can be very difficult if you're not Divios or Armin to overcome it. For at least in the beginning, for a long time, like eventually everyone's MMR probably settles, right? Because over yeah. over time, you play enough games that averages out similar to like enhancing like you might have a bad luck streak or a good luck streak over time if your enhancement rate is high you're, you're gonna uh conform to the average but for for stretches it could be really hard yeah i think it's just just important to remember that there's a lot of factors that go into wins and losses and you can't discount any literally any factor so I mean, I'm sure there's been teams... I'm sure if you go and ask Armin and Divya's, hey, are there teams where the team is so bad that you literally just can't carry? They'll say absolutely. Oh, dude, I, I already know. that. That's funny because it, that was his fo uh, Apollo's follow-up is that Armin said himself, he gets bad teams, he doesn't blame anyone. But I, I listened to the podcast of the top 10 players where they went around, they did a little roundtable of people they don't like to play with because they can't win with them. 
Was I on individual there? people? No, no, no. It <laughs> was like in people. the. It, they had to name people in the top 100. Oh, uh, okay. Thank God. That they'd prefer not to be paired up with. Well, why would they do that? That's it just says it for fun because it was fun. Uh, no, it was fun. It was like lighthearted. They made it funny. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't like toxic. Okay. Unless you were one of those players. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that I bad. I don't know. It wasn't I mean, that bad. It was like a fun... They did it in a way that was fun. Like, I guess you need context for the way it was set up. But it wasn't... Uh, it, it was kind of funny. Like, one of the ones was someone Someone said yellow because every time yellow joins voice, one of the players, if not yellow, would disconnect and just give him an L. Because remember, he was having the voice join issue for a long time. Yeah. But... So yeah, they're just making fun of that situation. Yeah, I, I guarantee you people, maybe they're not saying it out loud, but these people in their minds, in their heads, they're thinking, God damn it, dude, why the fuck didn't my teammate do shit that game? Yeah. We're human. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to be that toxic yet for season one. I'm, work, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, you know, holding it back. But to be fair, a lot of the... A lot of the matches that have been lost have been just big team diffs, so not really anything you can do about it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about let's talk about the uh, cadre elephant in the room. The cadre. The cadre elephant in the room. All right, so Nayashi, let's just start with you. How do you feel about the brand new cadre map? Um. The desert map with the orb in the middle that blows up uh, every certain amount of time and then also gives you or knocks you back, deals damage, and then um, at the end of the game will hit you like four times and fucking destroy you. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's probably some of the best mechanics built in the game. No, just fun. It's the, I know what they're trying to go for because the mansion map, they, gave the heal orbs and made it strictly just that and this map is like it's no heal orbs and no blue um like shield shut down um or block shut down um and it's just the, the red wave damage bullshit red pulse and it is just by far the most toxic fucking map they've ever made like castle runes when that first came out we thought that was bad and it was with the wind buff um, when the wind buff was on the um, the vacuum, uh, the vacuum, yeah. and you know the damage that the the red pulses do um, on that map is still really annoying. You could potentially like die from like fifty percent HP if you position poorly, but the cadre map is just so egregious. Like nothing saves you um, unless you're an iframe class. Like you use super armor, you get knocked back anyways, and you take the damage. If you do four guard, you get knocked back, take the damage. It don't fucking matter. So you literally have to focus a lot of your attention on the mechanic, or else you are literally going to probably take a lot of damage and or get caught afterwards and killed. Because if your opponent has an iframe class and they know how to abuse the mechanic, they're gonna like use their iframe like a block jump or a sork iframe and just catch you after you get knocked back mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty awful it's it's kind of it, it's it just takes the whole point out of the fight you're focusing more like 
uh, we had um, a bunch of people on before. Um, who was the witch we had on before and preseason? Was we were talking about? Yeah, it was Belly. Um, he was saying he's like, I don't want to be dealing with PVE mechanics when I'm trying to PvP, and I I agree with that. Like at first, I didn't really agree with him because I kind of like was leaning more towards like I think it adds a little bit of you know flair to it, and keeps things from being mundane and just the fights, but. This kind of shit is just too much. It's just too much. Rosler? Oh, uh, yeah, it's fucking awful. Uh, get rid of it. I, I don't know why... I don't know how in the world they took the feedback on the Ruins map that everyone hated the orbs, and they were like, alright, we're gonna make a brand new map. And it's gonna have orbs, but five million times worse than the orbs that they were complaining about. It's yeah. genius. Like, <laughs> wait, what? How did you come to that conclusion? Like, what? Yeah, it's awful. And uh, honestly, even even if you removed the gimmicks, I still don't think I would like it very much. Um, I just don't think I, I like that map very much. There's too much yeah. shit in the way. I can't fucking move. It's, it's really aggravating. Yeah, it's super aggravating. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of want to just say like, bring back Arahaza, honestly. It, that map just feels like Arahaza, but worse, like in every way, in the terrain, in the, in the, in the size, cause it's super small in the mechanics. Like I, I would rather have the 1 million AP fucking wind buff than the goddamn, PVE take half your health every two seconds fucking mechanic, honestly. Yeah, the terrain is not fun. I, I honestly feel like... Okay, so I'm with you guys in the whole... I, I don't understand how, with all the feedback, how negative everyone was on the gimmicks the preseason that they actually would add a map with like the greatest gimmicks of all time. They're just like, listen... <laughs> You guys think those gimmicks are bad? Like, that's how they took the feedback as, like, a challenge. Like, these gimmicks suck. It's like, no, they don't. Look what we could do. <laughs> yeah. We have gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was out of spite. Yeah, it was out like, of spite. It's like, stop complaining. Yeah, gimmicks could be way fucking worse than that if you want them to be. <laughs> we could also... You think the damage orbs are terrible, but we could also make them knock you back whether you're in protection or not. And then fucking yeah. have them cover the entirety of the map or entire regions of the map. So the only way out is to go up two slight bits of stairs if you're not like a striker and into a double jump. You know? They, they, what yeah. the, the only thing they could have done to make it more egregious is have those red areas vacuum you into it first. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even know why it has a warning. It's like a fucking one second warning. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say. If the warning was longer than like okay but then the gimmick becomes kind of pointless in all honesty so why even have it but like the warning is like one second before it fucking pops so unless you're like i, I don't know unless you're a, a a zerker with lava piercer or like a, a musa who's already lined up to fiery whatever fiery angel like go up the stairs or like you said a musa or a striker which can just hop up there really quickly you're kind of like there's no shot in hell you're making it like it, and of course, it was, it, it's doubly frustrating because all the IRL spammy classes like Sork are, like ha have no fucking problem with it. They're just iframing yeah. it every single time. They can abuse it. They can abuse it. Yeah. It was funny. It was, uh, 
I was in a match where there was another Mewa on the opponent's team, and I was chasing him because he was like basically almost dead. He had like 15% HP, and I was like hard chasing his ass. And the the mechanic pops up on the outskirts, and we're on the outskirts with no way to get up. And he's just still running. He's just praying to God a miracle happens. And the fucking wave comes in, hits me, and he didn't get hit because his chase life frame just happened to be <laughs> right that moment. And he gets away, and I get CC'd. I'm like, what is this stupid shit? Like... He just luck sacked his way into fucking getting away. It was the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, the amount of times I've seen like player A have two people on the enemy team CC'd and then the red orb goes off and while those two people are CC'd, two of that player's teammates are die to the red map. So it's like you're in this huge advantageous position and then the map just pops up and kills your teammates before you could actually capitalize. Like, oh, well, never mind. We were winning and then, then, then this happened. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's great. I, I hate that map. And I also, I agree, Rez, like, I wouldn't, like, hate the map, like, miserably hate it if it had no gimmicks, but the terrain is kind of annoying. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like the only way to make that map kind of interesting would be to remove wider. the middle platform entirely. So it's just mm -hmm. more of like an open space with the pillars on the edges, almost like a, a dome, like a Coliseum-type style arena. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just that the gimmicks just make it 50 times worse. So it's, I don't know. It's so annoying. And it, it makes it hard and to, to top it off. And to top it off, once you get through the first minute, if you've survived not blowing up to the fucking things, like you, now you're fighting for the flame buffs too. It's just like, oh. yeah. Now, now you're playing Russian roulette <laughs> with, with the fucking flame buffs because if everyone jumps on it at the same time, someone's getting it and someone's getting blown up at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah, that map is atrocious. I do yeah. not like getting that map. The other problem too, and, and a lot of I don't people don't really think about this, especially if they're on like a more ratty class, but there there are just a lot of classes that literally can't avoid it or have like way, yep. way fewer means of avoiding a gigantic circle AoE that's gonna knock you back through protection. Either classes that don't have really good mobility or classes that don't have uh on-demand iframes like there's so many class like that gimmick helps already strong classes more than it helps like classes that yep you know struggle more that's so it's like, like imagine imagine if instead the gimmick would always cc you unless you were blocking with an sa block <laughs> yeah, at that time. right people would be like what the fuck exactly <laughs> Yeah, if, if it's the only way out of the gimmick is to have an SA block and then everyone yeah. else gets hit, it would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, exactly. People would be annoyed People by that. People would be losing thing. their minds, dude. Yeah, plus some class just suck at getting up stairs. A small set of narrow stairs if you don't have like a double jump or a bunch of like short, quick, um, granular movement. So, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, uh, I, I don't, I just don't understand how, I, I it's like, um, I, I said this in the partner discord too, and I, I tried to clarify too, cause like everyone was complaining in there and I, I tried to let like GMs and CMs know like, dude, this isn't directed towards you guys. I know you guys relay the feedback and right now it's like all anyone is doing is complaining, but like this map is so egregiously bad 
it's like the developers like now this is more of like a you're not listening to actively defiant like actively like no i i am going to make you unhappy on purpose like this is i am intentionally going to take my player base's feedback and tell them to fuck off and put in this map that clearly nobody wants i i just don't i think it's actually so crazy to me to watch a company actively like try to upset their player base like not this is not like this is beyond a mistake at this point because of the feedback that we all saw and heard over the last like three months it's i it's crazy it's actually it's yeah. almost like arrogance like just the most absurd arrogance i've ever seen where it's like yeah we get that you guys don't like this but we don't fucking care and we're going to make it worse sorry it's yeah, so fucking it, crazy to me it just doesn't make sense like you said it, it's it's basically just yeah, lack of caring whatsoever i mean like it, and i bet you their justification is like look we added two other maps that were you know relatively balanced in nature like the mansions map and the jade forest map those ones are actually pretty solid. So it's okay for us to put this one in. <laughs> like, I bet you that's their kind of thinking. Dude, what's so funny about this is as we're having this discussion, I'm in a Kadri's map right now. And right now I'm watching a hash on my team versus a Sork on the enemy team. And the hash is literally struggling so hard. He just died to the he just died to the event right now. Oh, yeah. He's literally trying so hard to avoid being hit by this fucking mechanic. And this Sork is just saving your nightmare for every time it pops up. Just <laughs> instantly just goes a nightmare and then pops up behind him when he inevitably gets oh, hit by yeah, it and just claps back. his cheeks. Oh no. Like it's so hilarious that I'm literally just watching this in real time, and he just lost the one v one because of the mechanic. He got a he got a CC on the Sork, and then was trying to finish it, and just oh, that's popped the and worst. killed him. That's the worst when you finally get a CC on your opponent, and then the mechanic comes up and interrupts your combo. Yep, it's uh, it's so much fun. He's he's having a blast. I feel like he has to be having a blast. You know. If there was one word to describe the feelings that he's having right now, it would probably be fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is kind of interesting, too, since the map CC is a knockback, so Sork can, like, hard capitalize on that. Oh, God, Only yeah. 0.7 of the CC and limit. knockbacks you can't V out of. Dude, the map is great. There's so many times where I'm like, oh my god, we got oh map. Dude, I actually it's not even it's funny like the first couple times, but it's not even satisfying when you see the map kill your enemies. You're just like, dude, that's fucking sad. Like I two people just instantly died on the enemy team because of the map. Like literally we didn't do shit. Yeah, it's similar to when a tamer like dog gets a random CC, and I've literally heard tamers like apologize and behave when it happens because they just feel bad. Yeah, like I, I think I recorded one, but the first time I seen the the full force of the twenty second mechanic, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was hilarious. I was basically in a in a one v one. And I was losing the 1v1 versus some class. I can't remember what it was. But 
I managed to get up on the top of the platform and he was still on the bottom and the wave hit. Oh no, the big and one. He was 80% HP and I was like 30%. I was safe. He died. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And my entire team was just like, what the fuck? It, yeah. it was the most egregious thing I've ever seen. Uh, I was like, what is that? Like, actually, I think I got it right here. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah have, here. you have it clipped? Yeah, I have it clipped. Oh, shit. I need this. Alone. It, it, was, it was a Corsair. The Corsair was... I, I managed to kill uh, his ally, and I was left really low. So, here, let me, uh, let me show this. Rez Archie Hawk says you're cute. Well, thank you. All right, here, let me pop this out. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. So we're at 24 seconds. As you see, I'm like tw like 20%. He's yep. he, he's going there. I'm like, oh shit, the mechanic. I come up here, look at him. <laughs> like, like <laughs> what? What is that? Oh my god, dude. That's so sad. And that dude. was a... I think I either play, play, play one more time. Play one more time. Play one more time real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I, I'm in a losing situation here, but I managed to kill one of them, I think, due to the mechanic. Did they both die to the... Wait, did he die to the no. mechanic before? I think I kill him because I get e-buff up. Okay. All right. So I'm in a situation where I'm not looking good, oh, but I, nice. now, now, now it got good. Yeah, now it so, got good. I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh, flame buff. I got this. But you know, Corsair. I don't. I I need to fight more Corsairs. I haven't fought an awakened Corsair and. Oh God knows yeah, how long. he's still chunking you, even though you have to flame. Yeah, over. it hurts. I'm like, fuck uh... this. I'm out. And then <laughs> I notice the mechanic's gonna come up in a second. He's literally gonna win by HP on any other map right now. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> fucking just fucking oh my god, dude. That is sad, dude. That is like, so how was fucking that fair? crazy. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I benefited from that win, but it's like, how is that fair? I should not have won that fight, probably. That's so crazy. Unless I caught him out right before the and end. The, and the, the crazy thing out. is, too, is like, if he was in any SA, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. In a, any normal map. Any, if he just holds SAs, basically. he. And uh, update, we just lost the game because we gave one round due to map mechanics. So, fun times. Yep. It's just, it's just silly how they designed this map. It's, it's, it, the longer the the longer the duration of the map goes, the less team focused the map becomes, and that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's, it's less yeah. about the team and more about the mechanic because the mechanic is literally just going to kill you. And that's what that's what makes it unfun. It's it's no longer about the team. It's not about your performance as a team. It's about your ability to position properly. Yeah, while also dealing with the team. And maybe yeah, well, your class can't really do that, you know? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I also love too when if you the unluck of like you happen to have been CC'd and then they start comboing you and you V and then right when you yeah. come out of V it explodes on you before you're able to move. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's hell yeah. There's been a lot of close calls with that for me. Um, I V'd and it barely went off before I came out of V, so that was close. But yeah, I'm waiting for the time where I'm like 10% HP and I get out of V and it pops on me. That'll just fucking tilt me. I, I find it odd that, like, because when I first read the description of the map in the labs, I thought what, what it was going to be is like, there would be the two flame buffs on the top later on in the round, but it'd be risky to go try to fight for them because the orb would just be exploding on the top platform, but the bottom would be like left untouched. Because if it was yeah, like that, that I think would make people more would be, sense. Yeah, I think people would be way less frustrated. Still, everyone would hate it and not want it, but at least yeah. that way it's like dude when it happens on the bottom and it covers that whole massive area it's and everywhere you can't escape it it's it's crazy it's just crazy yeah or it should be like uh you know where uh, the pillars are on the outside like maybe that small section that strip should be the section that's safe maybe i don't know they should just not no. have a mechanic in there it should just be. I mean, if they if they really desperately want to have that mechanic, they should just be uh, interlaced, safe and not safe zones. So you have like a section of danger and a section of not danger. Like so a, that you can you could really quickly using one small movement skill get to a safe zone if you're paying attention to it. Like, right? like a slice of pie, like a like a yeah, piece exactly. Of, uh, exactly. A pie so you, you split it up into eight sections. Four of them are safe. Four of them are not safe, and they're interlaced. Safe, not safe. Safe, not safe. Safe, not safe. Going around in a circle right could you imagine that if they had it on like speed dial with it this is like boom 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just have fucking like legit boss mechanics for some reason in our 3v3 game mode <laughs> yeah. yeah dude that sounds awesome <laughs> playing play, playing fucking basically some weird form of musical chairs with the fucking zone yeah that map is terrible. All right, let's move on to the next map. Mansions. Uh, what do you guys think of the Mansions map? That's the one that's all grassy, and it has a, it. a lot of heal orbs around the map. I love it, actually. Um, I think the heal orbs, some, might, some people might not like them, but it allows for actually some really good team play. Um, because, uh, like, if you're, if you're in a... Uh, you, you lose it a you know a teammate right away to some bullshit and it's 2v3 you and your team can actually like do damage trading and whatnot to them now usually on a losing point of view but then you move in position for heal orbs while you're fighting mm -hmm. and then they just aren't focused on that for some reason the the opponents and they're just like we got the advantage we could just force it and they get greedy you could just out damage them and win um utilizing the mechanic it's a lot fairer because the opponent can obviously get to it and before you um, and get the heal orbs. But I, I think it's pretty fun. I actually did a 1v3 on that map um, in practice mode uh, utilizing the mechanics, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. Rez, your thoughts on the mansion map? Uh, I don't mind it as much as the Kadri one. I'm not in love with it, and I still think there is like a little bit of uh, unfairness I think if you're a class that doesn't have a ton of movement, you're probably not liking it very much. Um, but that being said, I think that's way less classes than 
the classes that get heavily affected by the cadre map. So I think that there's just less complaints about it. Also, yeah. I think the heal orbs is probably like the most like reasonable mechanic. Yeah. I I just think Well, what do you what do you guys both think of the terrain like separate from the heal orbs? Uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I yeah. think it's fine. It's a little bit it's a little bit uh annoying sometimes. But uh I don't know. Yes. Yeah, Why do you not do you have a problem with it? I don't. It's one of my favorite maps. I I actually like the terrain. My only thing I just think there's too many of the heal orbs. I don't mind yeah. the heal orbs in general. It's just like such a insane amount of them. I think it's a few too many, but I don't mind the heal orbs in general. And I actually think the map is super fun to play on. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with that sentiment. Like there is quite a few heal orbs there. Um in the terrain I, I like it. I like it a lot. I did have a a warrior Oni son. I had him in my game. He said he doesn't really like it because he has his graphic settings all the way down to fucking Lego mode. So apparently yeah. uh that's kind of difficult to see things, but um uh, I can confirm it is still hard to see things when you have your settings on uh very, very, very low. Yeah, yeah it's also Opti mode it seems fine for me and medium obviously feels fine. I feel like if you have the graphics too high you see too much detail and like Well, I still think the more. main thing isn't really the graphics, it's about the uh what should we call it? The effect opacity. Oh, I feel like is the yeah. main thing. I play with my effect opacity all the way down 30% so that I can fucking see things happening on my goddamn screen. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what mine's at, actually. Play with mine at 80. Um, My effect opacity is at 100, actually. Yeah, I don't know how you play like that, dog. Well, with Yeah, I normally play on 100. The only time I don't like it is if there's a bunch of mages. Yeah, like mages, they just particular. They, they fucking clog up your entire screen with, like, AoE shit. Yeah, that's... But yeah, with with uh, um, OptiMode on, the effect opacity isn't a big deal. I So, the other thing, too, is, like, basically, if I if my team has a Suck Zerker, we're always going to get the heal orbs, our side, or if the enemy team does, they're always going to get the fucking heal yeah. orb. It's like... I tend, to, I tend to run and grab them, too. Yeah, it makes fighting that class so hard because they're they're so fucking tanky. So it's like, dude, if yeah, we don't secure this kill with all three of us right now on top of the Zerker, like he's going to full heal, and there's nothing we could do about it. So yeah, we gotta like focus this fucking Zerker down if he gets CC'd, please. Yeah, it's very true. That class is so hard to pin down with how tanky they can be sometimes. And then Musa too, dude. Like Musa's like almost always, and then they kill the orb so quick too, while still kind of moving around. Yeah, they just they use Searing Slam or Firecrows to um, just lunge forward a little bit and still basically kill the orb. Or they just spin around and get them really easily while moving. But yeah, that, that map, I actually have a lot of fun on that map. I, I just think there's too many of the heal orbs, like a few too many. But outside of that, I, I think the map's actually pretty fun. Um, And I like the I mean, terrain. The I mean, basically getting only one at a time is going to really benefit you that much. Like, I think there's a significant reduction on getting additional heal orbs beyond a certain HP. I don't know if you noticed that. 
Right. It's just like it, it's kind of like since you can't one combo, right? Most uh, yeah. most classes can't one combo. So yeah, it's it like makes it, it makes yeah, it they they get up, get the heal orb, get up, get the heal orb, get up, get the heal orb, get up, get the heal orb. Like, yeah. and it's like, oh my god, are these things ever going to run out? Yeah. I mean, That's I've true. done it myself a few times too, where it's like whatever the classes I'm against is like not able to keep up, so I just keep getting the heal orbs. Yeah. Like this has to be annoying for them. Um. All right. What about the um, Jade? Jade Forest. Yeah, Jade Starlight Forest. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's a little more of an advantage for the team that starts on the top, I would say, because they have access to that hill. Mm -hmm. But it also depends on the team comp, I think, too. But if, for example, if they have mages and whatnot and they get to the center and you're not a team comp that can be like really aggressive, so you kind of have to play like defensively and play back, it kind of puts you in a bad position. So you kind of have to put, you have to play going towards the, uh, the ramps, the ramp sides. Well, you can, you can wrap around, if you're on the bottom, you can wrap around without even engaging them to their yeah. start position. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, what I'm saying, like, from what I've noticed, like, Mages, uh, mage team comps are able to really utilize that hill. They're on the top yeah. side, and they just move straight down to the hill and be basically have you in the valley. So it's hard to explain. Um, I think it's. I think overall, I like the map though. Um, I don't really have a problem with. It. Um, there is a mechanic in there that is pretty bullshit, kind of like in the Olun's map. Um, there's a little cave type thing you can open up a door and go in there and apparently you just don't take any damage that needs to be removed <laughs> well that's not a mechanic then that's a bug oh my god well yeah that's i don't think that was an intended design I actually... so like the yeah. door the door is blocking yeah. the damage essentially but you can move no, through he... it as a character it's weird etsu used it against me and my team it was weird why he did it too, because it didn't really give him an advantage. I think he was kind of hoping that we'd be dumb and go in there, all three of us, and then he takes no damage, and then he deals damage to us and kills us all in there, because he was by himself. But yeah, he opened up the door, went in there as a DK, holds his block with his back against this um, the cave wall, and we could not do any damage to him in there. One of my teammates luckily knew about the thing and said, "Back up! He's gonna, he's gonna try to outtrade us in there because we we can't damage him." So we all backed up and waited for him to come out. But this is weird. It, that's that kind of shit needs to be cleaned up and removed. But yeah. beyond that, the map itself is fine. Yeah, that map is fun. I I, I like that map a lot. Also, it gives me um. It gives me Star's End vibes. You know that, like, when you go up the stairs in Star's End, everyone fights on that hill? Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the PvP we have there. That's just, true. Just not going to ask my opinion on it. Okay, fine then. No, go. Give your opinion. <laughs> what, what? Uh, I think it's my favorite map. Yeah? Of all five yeah. maps? Yep. I think it's my favorite map, honestly. Um, I know a lot of people really like Aloons, but Aloons is... Uh, kind of boring, and also there's still the fucking staircase on the one side, which is yeah. irritating sometimes. Um, I think Jade is my favorite map. I have yet to encounter that bug. Hopefully, that bug gets fixed. Um, but I think it's it's my favorite map, honestly. I know that there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of feelings about the uh, hill that the witches and wizards like to stand on, but I fought a lot of uh, suck wizards, not witches, but suck wizards on that map, and we usually don't have too much of a problem getting to them. Um, I think as opposed to something like the Kadri map, where you have very specific entrances that you have to go up, yeah. right? Um, the, there's a lot of ways to get to them up there. So uh, I don't mind it as much, um, and I think it's important to have that uh, terrain variety. I think yeah. it's more fun than just everything being flat everywhere. Agreed. And there's a, there's actually some areas of the map too, like on, like you mentioned the uh, Frosty with like the stars and vibe with stairway on the, depending on your perspective of where you're looking. But if, if you're on the bottom and you go to the left mm -hmm. and you go up yep. the way. Yeah. You also had that little section that curves around to the top left. Um, so you could V into there. It's pretty safe. Um, it's that's a good spot. I, I like that. It's and also I like, guess my, ahead, I, I get, my question would be what is you guys' favorite map if not that one? Is it a loons? I, I think mine is that one, honestly, just because like I want it to be Olun Valley, but the problem I have with Olun Valley is not that it's boring, it's that the amount of cheese mechanic like the yeah. cheese things that you can do to abuse the the fact that pearl abyss won't fix the map is, is like gotten out of hand although the problem with that is like the i feel like eventually that's going to be the jade map as well just because it has so many different places you could go I'm sure eventually Probably. there's going to be more and more yeah. shit people figure out that's going to be like well they're just camping on that map waiting for a pa and or whatever it's going to yeah. be. I don't know. So who knows? But like if they could, if there were no ways to cheese the map like really badly, I probably Olin Valley would be my favorite. But for for now, it's Jade until that one gets figured out and people make it annoying. I, I yeah. actually like Castle Ruins map as well or uh, Ruins of Soul or whatever it is. Um, I just hate the fucking orbs. Like if the orbs weren't there, I think I'd like that map because I... It feels a lot like AOS, but with a or Arena of Arsha, but just kind of a little bit more variety. I do a little bit hate the climbing on the walls, but for the most part, it's not that big a deal. So I, I just hate the orbs on the map, but the actual layout is pretty cool. Yeah, the um, to what you mentioned earlier, Rez, about the having that terrain difference with that hill, like in the center. Uh, where mages you mentioned you don't really have too many issues like dealing with them on that that spot is kind of egregious for like my class because all those damn rocks are kind of like scattered throughout that spot so it's fucking annoying trying to chase through there but yeah it's overall i, I like the map um uh, i i guess it's it's either the olin's map or that one's my favorite the mansions is pretty up there too, but the heal orbs do have their downsides sometimes. So I don't it's between those three, but I'd say Jade is probably second, Olun's is first, and then Mansion's third. If we had um if we had the Arihaza map with no crashes and no wind buff, and then you were to remove all of the gimmicks from every single map. Then which map would be your favorite? 
Do you so think it six would maps, including Arahaza, and no gimmicks whatsoever. And no gimmicks whatsoever. So if we had all six maps, no gimmicks, no crashes, what map would be your favorite? Mm, probably, I don't know, probably still Jade, in all honesty. Um, maybe Arahaza? Does gimmicks include taking out the stupid cheese shit in Aloons, or are we leaving that in because it's not a gimmick? Well, in a, in a perfect world, yeah, but I don't know. Who knows if they'll ever do it? I mean, they won't ever do any of this, so I guess let's say in this hypothetical fun world, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there, right? It's like That's just, a good point. That's a very map, good point. The map based on, like, truly, like, you're actually just PvPing and trying to win a normal 3v3 and not Castle cheese the map. map is, is fun if there was no mechanics. I mean, the mechanics are, make it interesting, too, but sometimes they're annoying. Yeah, like the flame and the DP buff, I really don't mind on there that much. Because yeah. it's separated, and if you see one going That's for one, the you heal can go for the other. Or the damage orb is just mostly the annoying thing. Yeah, the orbs are just fucking dumb. Here's the, here's the mechanic that Etsu did. You have a clip? Yeah, I have it from my screen, bud. Uh, hold on one sec. So you guys can get an idea of what, uh, what the hell I'm talking about. I think the, I think the ruins map is actually gimmicks done right. Uh, aside from half of the gimmicks done right, I guess I should say yeah. the DP buff and the healing orbs being down below, so there's actually like risk to them. Mm -hmm. I actually really have no problem with. Um, I still don't really like the shit up top, the wind buff and the fire buff and all that. Yeah, I, w I wish the fire buff felt like you had to commit to it a little bit. But at least, like, the thing is with the fire buff is it only lasts 20 seconds, and if they're going for it and you see it and you call it out, then you can go get the other one, right? Yeah. But I do you like that the DP buff is in the water, and the heal orb is typically, yeah. like, on the edge. It makes edges. it dangerous to go for sometimes. Yeah, the heal orb is, like, way out of the way, so you have to, like, kind of commit to it usually right, also the heal orb spawns late as fuck which is also good yeah that's true all right ready to see this yep. so we're already chasing etsu so it's just to show the spot so etsu goes up and this he opens up the gate and goes in here and puts his back to the wall you literally can't damage him Weird. That's yeah, so and they 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 knew they knew that you couldn't damage, so they're just like, all right, fuck it. So they backed off and waited for him to come out in order to kill him. But yeah, that spot right there, it's weird. You have to open the gate first. I, you don't. There's nothing to open there. I've been in that spot by accident. You just walk in. There's nothing to open. The the guy on my team said you have to open the gate, but I've never personally did it. No, no, no. There's just like, uh, I've been in there by accident, or when I was like Ving, I went into there to come out of my V because I thought I wouldn't be seen, but there's no, it just let me move right through it. Yeah. That's who being a god. He is, dude. He fucking, god damn it. But then he just, he sees he's in a losing situation and then fucking, he's going to run for it. <laughs> He just runs straight to the spot. He goes in there and then you can't deal any damage to him. It's like it's like what what is the purpose of doing this? Except not to use some sort of exploit. 
like I don't know. It's just cringy. Yeah, you're like not even hitting him, right? It like looks yeah, like you it, can't it's hit not him. just that. You literally he's... can't hit him. He takes zero damage. It's just cringy. The only reason why he came out is because they backed off because they knew about the mechanics. So yeah, it's just it's just cringy. It shouldn't be in there. Well, I don't know, just goes so. to show that uh, players will do anything for LP. You know. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, I agree. Someone in the chat's mentioning like the the thing with the health orbs on the mansion map is as cool as it is in that scenario that you said, Nashi, where it's like you get to go get some health back after a trade. But a lot of times when you're in that one v three, they're the ones getting the health back over and over again. Generally, yeah, which is why <laughs> it's not that bad. Where but, it's like you're sitting there, like, dude, I, I'm trying to one v three these people, but they just full heal from the map, and I, there's no yeah. way to stop all of them from getting health. Yeah, I mean, my class obviously has mobility to help out with that issue, so like I'm able to get to it for the most part generally before them, unless they have one of their individuals literally focusing, getting ahead of me, while mm -hmm. two are chasing me. But yeah, there was one, like I said, there was only one scenario where I was able to do a one v three because of that. And I think it's mostly because they didn't really know about the mechanic that well, and I and I was utilizing it. Clever use of mechanics, I guess. Um, I want to talk about the practice stuff, but before, since we we talked about the latter stuff before we started recording, I, I wanted to ask you guys if you are running into. Does it feel any different than last season? Like in terms of comps, uh, which classes you're seeing more often or less often? Because um, there were a few class. I know we didn't get all the balance changes yet, but between the two seasons, there were quite a few significant balance changes. Like we didn't get to see what Maywa was like yet. We didn't get to see Hash with their changes. We didn't get yeah, to see definitely, definitely more Maywas. That's for goddamn sure. There's a lot more Maywas. I don't. Personally, I haven't seen more Maywas, but the double Maywa comp hasn't been as bad as before. <laughs> I've actually, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. the I've been in four double Maywa comps. It was me and Ketsuru and one of them, me and um, um, Akari, I think. I can't remember if Akari was on my team. I think he was. Um, me and... Uh, was it Quincy? No, me and Banana Banana or whatever. I can't remember his name. And we and like we won all those. So that was actually a surprise. I was pretty happy to see that we were able to perform as double Mewa, but um so that part changed. But as far as like um like classes that I'm seeing more of, I'm starting to see some more hashes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything everything else kind of seemed somewhat the same. Mm, I don't know. I I feel like I'm seeing I feel like I'm seeing more mooses, maywas, hashes, sages. Uh, honestly, DKs too. I feel like I'm seeing more of them, and I feel like I'm seeing less drax and I am seeing uh, less warriors. Bizarrely. I am seeing less drax. I I would say the suck drax turned into mooses, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> they yeah, it's overnight. I, yeah, I'm kind of the same with Rezar. I, I'm seeing a lot more. Now, I'm not up there fighting all the good Mewas, like, you know, the the high-end Mewas, but I, down here in my lowly ranks, I am seeing a shitload more Mewas because, like, last season, I probably saw one Mewa, like, a week, and now I get one, like, every two or three games. Um, 
and I'm seeing a lot more sages relative to what there were before, because before it was super rare you ever saw any sage, and now there's a sage probably every like six or seven games. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, mooses, I mean, for me, I, I saw nothing but mooses and drax last time. I still see a lot of mooses. Definitely less drax, and, but the, the biggest spike is succession hashes are fucking everywhere. Like, yeah, there's I a have, lot more hashes. There is a suck hash on one of the teams in, like, almost all of my matches. And I've... I'm getting a super high amount, because I played a lot of Awaken hash last season. I'm getting a super high amount of players asking me how I'm enjoying suck hash. I'm like, I'm not on Sakash. We're in the third match, and you don't know what spec I'm playing. This is rough. <laughs> uh, I, a lot of people are like, dude, Sakash pretty good, huh? And I'm like, it is, but I'm on Awakening, and it's all it's also good, but it's not it's not it's class. That's think of good. it. It's funny, like no one recognizes the difference. But yeah, I'm there are a lot more Sakashes, dude. And that I personally think Awaken Hash is uniquely equipped to deal with Sakash, but. Dude, I'm seeing a lot of other players struggle with suck hash, struggle to fight against suck hashes. Dude, you gotta be careful about those tornadoes, man. When they start grouping up, oh my god. Yeah. Do, okay, so genuine question though. Do you guys feel like you're seeing less warriors? Because I swear to god, I'm seeing way less warriors and it's really bizarre and I'm not quite understanding why. I guess maybe people have stopped playing it because the nerfs are coming, but they're not here yet, which is weird. Well, yeah, but there's less tracks for the same reason, right? De yeah, definitely people are just like, ah, I don't want to get used to it. I mean, there's definitely people that are like, I want to start working on another class that I know or think is going to be better for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. I feel like I used to have, I feel like I used to have a warrior in almost every single game, at least one on one of the teams. And now I'm having a warrior, like maybe every couple games. I don't know. But I was going to say that all haven't been said. No, I'm seeing literally so many fucking warriors in all of my games. So I don't know. Really? I'm getting I a lot I'm of warriors. dodging them then. Yeah, I'm just getting, I'm getting a shitload of warriors. I actually I had a warrior on my team that told me, like, I better put Suck Warrior high on the tier list. He was playing Suck Warrior, and then he proceeded to die instantly in the next two matches. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, uh, I've had a couple Suck Warriors in my game. Useless motherfuckers, bro. I don't think they're useless. I just think they have to be good. Because go I remember, like, last season, Golden... Goldstein was playing on Suck Warrior a lot and doing pretty well. Like, I think you can make it work if you're good. I don't think it's it's a bad class at all. But I, I just think, like, I I just don't see... that. That's a, I've only seen one. I've only seen this one guy on Suck Warrior, but I still see a lot of Awakened Warriors in my games. I, in my... So, as far as the match history goes, I, I think it's, what, 20 games or something like that? Yeah, um, they need to separate that, by the way. The practice and the ladder shouldn't be yeah. in the same history. They shouldn't be bumping each other off. Well, luckily, mine's just all match history. But um, I'm seeing, like, Warriors in 30% of my games, so I, that's probably a lot less than preseason. I feel like before it was, like, 60% of the time. But there's yeah. at least one Warrior in 30% of the games. I had one, I think I've had only one match where I had double warrior on my team, and somehow we still lost that. Um, my my warriors did less than 10k damage each. I, I've been seeing less suck novas. I know at the high end, they're still the same suck novas, are all still there, but I feel like the average, the lower end average players, there's a few less, in my games anyway, I've only played 60 games, class. but... 
I'm, I never felt like I was running into too many of them in the preseason, in all honesty. Dude, I was running. So, they were in so many of my games, dude. I'm not. I'm not sure how many I'm running into, but the thing is, there's such a hard counter to me that it, it's just so noticeable. I take. I take note of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know how many I'm running into, but everyone gives me PTSD. Mm-hmm. Let's see. My last twenty games, I had one, two, three, four. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, it's uh, the classes are definitely different. I, I'm curious. It's probably going to change even more. Um, there's definitely a few more kunos too than there were last season. I did notice a couple more kunos than what I would typically run into. Mostly Opai, though. I keep running into Opai, and he keeps losing. <laughs> Poor Luna, dude. Dude, I it's so funny, too. I always call it. I don't know if I'll be able to do it anymore starting Tuesday, but every time I'm against Luna and he catches me, I'm like, it's like I live here. I just say it on purpose just because like, I live here. I live here. I live here. Don't help. Don't help. I live here. All right. Yep. He spun. I'm good. Oh no. Ah, Luna said you're so lucky I'm here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, poor Luna, dude. But it's alright. Maybe it'll be fucking cracked in uh, on Tuesday. I, I do think the class is good. I, I just think the damage makes they, it very CCs difficult to carry. Yeah, their CCs are fantastic. Like, their mobility is good. Their protection hits. is good. They just have a lot. They have a lot in the kit. It's just like once you get the cc they have a hard time like doing significant enough yeah. damage to like hugely impact the game yeah yeah like that i forget i always forget the name of kuno's abilities the when he throws the disc in front of him and it and yeah, it goes through your foreign and kds you delighted the yeah that skill is so good it's, it's a, insane it's a fantastic skill but yeah that's pretty much the most egregious thing that you have to deal with with kuno <laughs> and that's that's kind of how i feel about it when i'm fighting against them you you dodge the delighted if you can, and you just keep playing the matchup, and that's that's really how it goes. Like I don't I don't like Kuno's a bad fight for me to take. Like for example, if like if we broke off into a one v one, I'd probably stray away from actually fighting that out because it's just Kuno's and ninjas tend to have a really good time versus uh, bladers these days. So it's not really a good matchup for me to take in a 1v1, like to pull one off to the side. But in a team fight, they're not they're not that it's not that threatening beyond the delighted. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I always like, there's a, there's a few... I think I messaged Luna uh, Luna the other day too. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, dude, my teammates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get good, Luna. Pussy. Yeah. Don't blame your team. All right. <laughs> Teammates it's don't so have any impact on whether you're winning or losing. It's your that's, fault only. That's that's what people are saying. Um Yeah, it's it's uh it's crazy. It's uh I, I think I actually think Kuno is pretty good though. And, and Suck Kuno also, it's like it's weird because they have um the the stamina issues like you could burn yourself out pretty easily. The really good kunos are, are fairly good at managing that. I just don't know if like once you end up against Armin's and Ratrose and and, and Wizbelly and and Ronald J like the good players. I, I think it's like it just gets hard up there on on Sakuno. And I actually think 
coming Tuesday, you're probably better off on Awaken Kuno. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Ah, uh, but know. Sages, I I do want to, dude. I've seen a lot. So Awaken Sage, uh, only got a couple of changes, uh, since before. Uh, but and they're getting a few more. But I've definitely yeah. seen a lot more Awaken Sages, and way more suck i i literally never yeah. saw suck sages i probably saw one suck sage the entire last season and i've seen like 10 or 15 of them this season yeah i would say there's definitely at least three times the amount of suck sages as before so instead of one there's three now so that's yeah. really that's really fun to see and they're not really that easy to cc from my experience no they're fucking hard as hell to cc man the, the yeah, until ones? there's a berserker, and then it's depressing. That, that is true. That that's what well, Divio yeah. said too. I was asking, I was like, dude, what's like the single? What what comps do you hate fighting against? He said, Zerker, just Zerker, suck Zerker. Yeah, if there's a just, suck Zerker, just it's a fucking suck nightmare, Zerker, dude. Fuck it's so Zerker. bad. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> is it just because they can multi grab? They have multiple chances to grab. Yeah, uh, it's just perma sa into grab. It's just really per depressing. Perma sa, yeah. perma keep up with the sage. Like they could just stay sure. on. Yeah, you, you can't run away from them. Warriors are also really difficult, but not nearly as bad as as zerkers are. But yeah, it's just that ability. It's just the grab threat, and you literally can't fucking separate from them because they just have so much movement. It's really depressing. Yeah. yeah. So in those matches, it just you rely you. I know no one likes to hear this in team games, but you're relying a lot on your team to help you deal with the suck zerker. Otherwise, you're gonna have a legit problem. Oh wait, I mean, you don't need yeah. teammates to perform, you know. <laughs> so you get you get grabbed, and then you v, and then you get grabbed again, and then you die, only getting off a couple damage skills, and then your team starts raging about how bad suck sage is, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I fought a, uh, against a couple that were actually really hard to deal with, and and their team played around them pretty well. But it's just like this, dude. I I didn't think it was gonna make a difference, Rez, but that little fake streak is actually it fucks me, me off, dude. I, it, it, I, it, I, it throws me off so badly. I always go Sometimes, in the opposite direction. It I, drives me nuts. You're like forced to watch the map when you're fighting a sage, but with two other players also attacking you, you it's that. so difficult to just focus on the map. Yeah, you're just going to get yourself no. caught and killed if you do that. <laughs> For sure. And it definitely helps the main counter to suck sage, which is the grab threat, right? It really, really helps with the grab threat. Um... So yeah, it's it's pulling a lot more weight than I gave it credit for when I first read the changes. Um, and specifically 3v3s. I think in 1v1, probably still not doing much. Um, but in Arena Solaire, it's pulling a lot of weight. Yeah, I, I, I still see. think that forward guard on Shift LMB is going to be huge for that class. I really do. Being able, because that skill does decent damage. Also, just randomly the damage buff on Fist, on uh, Ator's Fist, which is interesting. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. I don't know that if skill Shift already do damage, does but... really good damage. <laughs> Yeah, that skill hits pretty hard. So now it's getting some crit. But having that forward guard is going to be kind of nice, man, to at, at least be able to either trade or you like face towards an enemy and have a, an additional protected damage ability while someone's trying to peel. Make a big difference. Norelio's been playing most. Uh, Norelio's a chat. He's been playing mostly Suck Sage, right? Exclusively Suck Sage this season. He's up there yeah, with. Not... Uh, I think he's up he's there with. A, he's a reformed class abuser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, look, Divios, Dalen, and Norelio. Look at Dalen up there holding his own, man. God damn. Who would have thought the PvE monsters just popping off on Sucks Age in PvP? Uh, Alright, so those are the classes, and what, Rez, what, what class are you going to end up playing like by the end of it? Like if you were to full focus on one, or are you just never going to? If I was really hard focused on climbing, and I was only going to play the one class to do the climbing, I'd probably play Zerker. Suck or Awake? Uh, Awakening, probably. Okay. I feel like Suck is much more difficult to deal with still. Yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic. I I feel like it's easier to climb on suck, but if you're a really really good awakened zerker, I don't know. They're both just really strong in my opinion. I I, I think they're both really good in different. Things. I think it's just because my specific matchup versus an awakened zerker is better than against suck. Dude, the amount of times too. It's like that the suck zerker one hundred percent. The amount of times where it's like. Yeah, that's good. It just instantly changes what's going on in the fight, where it's like, it an, it's like, all right, we got this guy. This guy's getting low. Up, oh, Zerker just ulted, and we're all fucked. We veed. I veed. You veed. <laughs> Everyone has to veed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I veed. You veed. We veed. All right, we all veed. Never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> I I definitely think that Suck Zerker is stronger in Arena Solaire, um, but I don't know. I just like uh, Awakening more. Honestly, it's really all it comes down to. Zerker in general is just a chaos bot. That's what it's there Although, for. Although, this warrior chaos. pick is growing on me, man. If I could stop being dog shit, I might consider it. This warrior pick is growing on me. Yeah. I'm getting my practice matches in right now, so I don't make people mad by inting their games. I'm trying to get better. It's growing on me. I'm curious to see how the dynamic is going to change with the meta and AOS after these nerfs come through. The nerfs and buffs. Because, like, warrior... Is gonna obviously take a hit, um, <laughs> and suck. DK is gonna be strong as fuck, right? So that'll be interesting to see that coming in. Fucking suck. Drake's gonna be gone, but for the most part, I haven't really seen too many because everyone's anticipating the nerfs. It's gonna be interesting. And that Frostflower buff, man. Oh, gonna be hitting something different, right, Frosty? Oh, dude, that shit's about to be nuts. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will be I mean, more, down, down smashes be fuck your combos, so yeah. Yeah, it will be better, actually. That one I can agree with. I can I can get behind that one. Yeah. Um, dude, I love, I love that. Imagine, imagine being a suck zerker 100% when it CC caps you. Yeah, because no one can deal damage to you while you're stunned and then yeah, stunned again. Yeah, imagine thinking that you're just safe. Dude, I love it. I love that. I love that. When there's like, it's like a, a Musa, a zerker, and a warrior. It's like, no, dude, why am I going to V? Just let them, let them hit me while this ult is also dealing damage. That's totally yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah, so, um, so tell sure. me. So instead, you, you <laughs> save your V with like 10 to 20% HP and then yeah, you're being you're run lucky, down to yeah. use your V anyways and then you're coming out of your V with less HP. Yeah, that's a smart move, guy. Yeah, and everyone's just at 100% health all the time until that Zerker ult too. Tell me you're at starting ELO without telling me you're still at starting ELO. True. Dude, I, it's just so weird. Such a weird... 
Yeah, in ice, in a vacuum, if you're in a 1v1 against a Suck Zerker and they ult you, definitely you don't need to be if you're full health and you yeah. get CC'd by the That's very the first only tick. time. But if you're, the if, they're, if you're in a 3v3, you're not full health and there's people around, they can capitalize on the initial stun. Yeah, you definitely are probably going to have to be. He says he's rank 3, Reslar. I don't know what that means. So he is claiming to be... Uh, he is not your, I guess? He's Suck Nova? If he's on NA? Wow. Yeah, Ronald J is rank 1, Norelio. Um, Alright, so... Practice. What do you guys think of the practice mode? And the fact that it didn't come with the team play that it was supposed to? Uh, I think depression. I think it's good, but they need to come out with the practice, the uh, team part. However, if you have a group that's like a morning crew, you can do team practice that way. It, for the most part, you end up with uh, the same team. I did it yesterday with uh, some of the guys in Corrupt. And it was it was pretty consistent for the most part, but we had six players, so we were pretty much guaranteed to have you know some form of team makeshift team so but yeah they need to add in the team aspect yeah we keep getting like a, a bunch of uh our guildies will all be in voice together and hit q at the same time and just see who ends up with who yeah that's exactly what it was but um god i, I wish i wish they had the team q for that just for fun i think it'd be so fun yeah just because it's less people don't really care as much in there it's less you know it's way more casual so it's like yeah more, it would just be fun to play. It allows with for more fun moments, and to run into other. I I don't know. It just would be fun to play with friends during that mode for sure. Agreed. Agreed. I think I think PA is underestimating the value of that. Not not to say that they're not putting it in. They are obviously are putting in the team thing, but underestimating the value of the fun aspect of it. Um, for like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe expanding on that idea for other things in the future. Why? Why do you think they do? They didn't add it. Like, what do you think the? Because they just said like it wasn't ready or whatever. But what do you? It needed more testing. Translation issues, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Why did it not get added? I don't, I don't know. I, this this game is generally focused around solo play, right? <laughs> PvE solo for the most part. Dude, I, I have so. to say too, pe people take, ugh, dude, people take the the which classes or how many classes are in the top one hundred, so just literal and use it as like a see my class sucks, like. For for context, so we were like someone put up a post the other day. It was before this recent update of the top. 100 in EU and the top 100 in NA and then broke down kind of the, the percentage of classes, right? Uh, yeah. The percentage of each class. And the people that are sitting there like, oh man, told you my class is shit. Like 1.3% lol sad. You know what I mean? Stuff like that where it's like, dude, you do realize that seven of the classes make up 48% of that combined leaderboard. If you look at that chart, the seven best classes, like which is like Suck Nova, Musa, Warrior, um, 
suck mystic like all the obvious ones drac make up seven uh your make up 48 percent of the whole chart and then you still have outside of that you have 39 additional specs like what percentage of the pie are you supposed to get that means your class is is usable it's like i i saw like oh, only three dks in the top 100 that's sad it's like how is that sad there's 46 goddamn yeah. specs like, how many are supposed to be in the top 100 for it to be good? And also, the top yeah. 100 is only 100 people. And there's so yeah. many variables. The top 100, like, doesn't account for what happened in all other team games. Or maybe, like, maybe these people are getting Kadri map a bunch. They, there's yeah. so many variables. Mechanic, I, I just don't understand. Classes. Yeah, yeah there's a, it, it was funny, too. I saw uh, the... I and think the individual in that, players. And the, and the individual players. But it was funny because I saw the... um. Nova was like 1.3%, right? And they were like, oh, dude, my class is shit. And I'm like, dude, yeah, mine too. Awaken Ash is also 1.5%. Must be a shit class, right? Like, what are you talking about? I, it, just the number doesn't mean your class is bad. It, the number means, you, like, it, the number doesn't tell the whole story. There's so many things. First of all, the circumstances of each player's. How good... Uh, the best players are on that class. Like maybe the best player on that class isn't as good as the best player on some of the other classes. Also, uh, the circumstances of the team matchups. Did the best players on the class even have time to play? Like for example, Dracul isn't even on the leaderboard yet. And he ended top 100 on Sages. So I guess Sage representation is skewed. Um, like now there's not like one of the strikers, like Divios isn't even playing on striker this season. So... I guess striker now they only have two people in the top 100 or three so i guess that class is gonna suck so you know what i mean like there's so many different things and the top 100 completely changes every two days when it updates after the whatever every time it updates the top 100 completely changes yeah ming hasn't played belly hasn't played like there's so many variables like you seeing the percentage doesn't mean much and if your class isn't popular doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good either like there's 50 million suck hashes and only a few awaken hash i i i would argue at the highest end awaken hash is better than suck hash but suck hash is going to have a larger percentage of the population because i think it's easier to play um and you're probably going to see way more of them but that doesn't mean that awaken hash is shit compared to suck so the number just doesn't tell the whole story i i just keep seeing so many people like up oh, not even more than two blah 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 of my class in the top 100. Must be shit. It's like, okay. Not really. It doesn't, it just doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't, I, people just want like validation on like, yeah, my class is bad. It's a, it's as much as like the team play thing, right? It's like as much as don't blame your teammates. So many people are just like, yeah, well, you know, my class can't actually do anything. So that's that's why I'm losing, and it this validates it. See how there's only 1.5% of the top 100 represented? That's because my class sucks. So it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, there's 24 total classes, and of the 24 classes, 22 of them have a succession spec and an awakening spec. Even if it was broken down completely evenly, like you're you're at most going to be, what, 2% out of the, the top 100 of EU and NA combined? That's 200 people. So if any class has 8%, now some class is going to be left off. Like, just based purely on 
like could be popularity could be anything there's so many variables it's just like a weird and also the top 100 just changes so much it, it really does it just changes a whole bunch it doesn't say anything about your class necessarily and unfortunately as much as people hate it it's like having a, a player in there on your class kind of says that it's possible so i don't know all right, what what uh do we want? To, is there anything really solar related we want to talk about? Uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about that we need to? I don't really think mm -hmm. so. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Now we're getting all the changes on uh Tuesday afternoon. I don't know if you guys saw this, but for whatever reason, our patch is happening Tuesday at noon for four hours. It's like happening twelve hours earlier, Tuesday at one p.m. Pacific four hours i don't know why but they're doing an early maintenance on tuesday which is very unusual so midday i think it, we're all gonna be playing saints row 5 right that's when it comes out i appreciate saints row 5 <laughs> yeah dude why not there's no gta 6 anytime soon so we need something no i see i see yeah no i think uh i mean i think that covers pretty much everything uh, yeah. I mean, I I got nothing. Do you want them to bring back Arahaza? I do. Yeah, I I would like. I, I mean, I also want them to with, bring back Arahaza. With a weakened wind buff, it was more fun. I would love if they brought it back and just had no wind buff at all. Yep. I would love that so much because I I thought that map was pretty fun and interesting. And then uh, it also hopefully would mean I get Kadri less if they brought that map back. But I honestly think the only reason they haven't brought it back is I, I honestly I just don't think they've figured out the crashes. I think they can't fix it. <laughs> they got the translation guy working on the crashes, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the crashes, but my guess is that that is uh something they have not been able to figure out. Otherwise, I don't see why it wouldn't be in there. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that map was interesting. I, after they changed the, the start spawns, because they changed the starting location, the initial spawn locations were uh, kind of dumb, and then after that, it wasn't so bad. Which I think they probably could, like maybe Jade could use some tweaking in that regard, so it's not, doesn't feel like high ground versus low ground at the start of the match they could probably like adjust where the spawns are a little bit so it feels more mm -hmm. like a level playing field but um yeah i don't know anyway yeah i, I wouldn't mind that map coming back i kind of liked that map dude i i actually really like the mansion map i god i wish it didn't have so many of the heal orbs because i that map layout is super cool yeah i think mansion bombs is currently probably my second favorite I think number one for me is uh, Jade, number two is Mantrom, number three is Aloons, number four is Ruins, and number 17 is Kadri. Dude, just the amount of... Like, Kadri is so bad that I, I honestly think it needs to be hotfixed out of the game, not wait till maintenance. It's that frustrating for people. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if they fucking just ripped it out. <laughs> like... Yeah. I'm okay with one less map for a while. We still have four, so. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that map. What a fun map. What a fun, fun, fun map. All right. Um, 
there's only a couple little things on Global Lab that I wanted to mention. They added uh, the Marnie's private zone in uh, Aukman and Histria. So you could do the one hour grind in both those spots. Uh, Aukman probably doesn't treasure, matter that much. Treasure people rejoice, I suppose. Well, history is actually good money now, uh, especially with the aggress changes that they got a, a couple months ago. And history is actually a really crowded spot. So for that, having an hour is really nice. Um, and then, let me see if there's anything else like big. They changed one of the journal quests. Now you only need to catch blue grade fish in the 10 minute time, not seals, as long as it's blue grade. Uh, there was no real class changes. They did change the, the Drax flying a little bit. Uh, now it's not going to descend as quickly. And uh, you're less likely to get a fall animation. So maybe you'll be able to dive in oh. from a little bit further. How many awakened Drax have you seen in Reno Solaire? I've seen one. Um, And they died instantly all three rounds. I've seen a few. I've had a good one. I've had a good awakened Drac on my team a couple times. I, I, they're not that common. They're pretty uncommon, but I've seen a few. I, I think they're underestimated a little bit, but I also think they're kind of hard to play. Like not maybe not hard to play, like difficult mechanically, but hard to. There's a lot to the kit, so you gotta like spend time on it. Mm -hmm. Um, because their damage in there feels really good. Uh, their core skill, a lot of them are using um, aerial burst, feels really good, and then obviously they can engage and move around quickly, uh, and they have a grab, but it's really easy to fuck up on that class, I think. It's really easy to go in and not do anything. Um, but for the good players that I've had with me, yeah, it, feel, it feels nice to have, I, I don't mind having it on my team. They have uh, okay CCs, good damage, and they can get to me, or escape like pretty easily uh and the good players do a pretty good job of staying up i it's just it's one of these weird things that i think a lot of people have a hard time transitioning between the stances like once you brain fart on what stance you're in you're basically dead <laughs> like yeah. if you have a single brain fart on the stance that you've ended up in during any of your engagements and if you're any of the drax that don't use spacebar uh for swapping between stances like you're probably just at a huge disadvantage but I don't know. The class is okay. I, I still think they need to make Storm Maul uh, just protected and remove the CC, and that class would probably be perfectly fine in Solar. Alright, so here here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the, the Node War changes. So we got our, mm -hmm. our first set of significant Node War changes in a while. They're very confusing, Reslar. They are very, very confusing. So the good change is like the terrain isn't going to screw you as much if you're a builder. So that's cool. If you're on slopes, uh, it's not going to be as bad. So that's cool. Um, but they buffed the maximum durability of command uh, of your forts by 20%. They buffed the durability of recovery centers for tier 1 by 10%, by on tier two, it says increased by 10% and defense increased by 25%. Tier three increased by 10%, defense increased by 16.7%. Then tier four, uh, durability increased by 10% and the defense increased by 14.2% compared to before. And then during conquest war, 10% and the defense is increased by 28.5% compared to before. 
They buffed the durability of the supply depot by 15%. They buffed the durability of the elephant farm by 10%. It's showing, I guess, the comparisons of how much 10% increase actually is compared to before. Um, mm -hmm. They buffed the durability of flame towers in all tiers uh, by 10%, and then enhanced flame towers in tier 3 and 4 by 15%, and then in no siege by 15%. So that's pretty scary. Um, they buffed the damage of watches by 10%. And they buffed the damage of the... Or the damage dealt to uh, horses and elephants from watches by 5%. And that's in everything, no doors and siege. And then elephants. Now, the javelin attack does 50% more damage to players. Basic attacks and uh, dash attacks do 50% more damage. The damage of moving horn attack and front paw attack is now 37% more damage. Um, the damage dealt against characters increased by 15% and the maximum health of elephants by 70%. And then they changed the ballista to do more damage to characters and uh, more damage to castle gates. And they can now deal damage to barriers as the ballista has changed to be effective to effectively damage barriers, barriers, and barricades when attacking. So now they can help you take out barricades. And the damage dealt to annexes is, has been increased by 10 times by recovery recos and supply depots. <laughs> okay, so I the elephant HP, I, I get, right? Because elephants are kind of one of these weird, they get stuck in a trap. Or once they're surrounded, it's just like, just go down super fast. Mm -hmm. um, I don't understand the flame towers becoming tankier. Aren't flame towers, enhanced flame towers already pretty insane? Yes, they are. They are, right? Yeah, which was my confusion about that. I think everything else is probably like, whatever. Eh, not whatever. It's kind of hate all of it. <laughs> I'm being real with you. But... Uh, the flame tower thing is the most, uh, egregious, I would say. Yeah, I don't know why. It, so right now the game mode, this is how I always hear my leadership in my guild describe it, and I've heard this from other guilds as well, that the problem, a huge problem with Node Wars right now is it feels like you're just throwing, everyone's throwing themselves at buildings. And it's not mm -hmm. fun. Like, players are not really fighting players. They're just yep. fighting against buildings. You're just inting on a flame tower, which is CCing you every 1.5 seconds. Or you have the other option, which is you just cannon for 20 minutes. Yeah, you wait. And then you cannon. get to have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, you wait and protect your cannons and then go in once the flame towers yep. are down. I don't know. It's just, it's strange to me. I guess it's disappointing because I'm at the point where I honestly think that Node War just needs a complete overhaul from top to bottom. So when they do this, these kinds of changes basically tells me that that's not going to happen probably ever. So I guess my, my hope now lies on the Elven Wars, whatever those end up being. Hopefully that's cooler than Node War and replaces it one day. I don't know. I don't I don't find Node Wars that fun lately. It's very rare that they're fun. It's like occasionally I they're agree. fun, but... I want them to be fun. We had an all right war, us against you guys the other day, that 2v2. 
Yeah, that was actually uh, pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we get those pretty rarely because nine times out of ten, we're fighting barcode for some reason, and they always like putting the weakest guild on our side, and I don't understand why. But the other thing Very too bizarre. is e even in that two v two, it's still like the time to kill's dumb. And it makes yes. things not fun. And also, you know, we suicide on. It was you. It was enemy and corrupt, right? Or uh, sorry, not enemy. Um, no, was it enemy and corrupt? What is no, your it was alliance? Rare and corrupt versus Apoc and who was on y'all side? I'm blanking. Uh, fuck. Oh who my, was it? Oh my Crawling? God. No. No. Uh, was it ZZZ? No, it wasn't meow, ZZZ. It meow. Was, uh, meow. Meow. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah dandy, one. right? Isn't that the Dandy Alliance? I, I think. I don't know, actually. I'm I don't not, remember. Anyway, I think that was it. Yeah. yeah, that sounds true. But sounds it, it's so much, it still was still like so much of it. Uh, it was so rare we get to actually fight. A, well, in that fight in the beginning, there was a lot of fighting on that hill. Like a little mm -hmm. bit outside of corrupt space. So that those engages were fun. But then it was like, all right, we're changing. Let's go put pressure on on uh rare and then just suicide into flame tower and then okay corrupt is at meow's base let's go suicide into corrupts flame towers you know it's just like i don't know it's just strange also it's sad because unless all four of those guilds agree and schedule it that fight just never happens right there's no yeah. organic fights ever in this game because of the way node war is laid out it just doesn't happen yeah, uh, that was a good fight though, and we had a it good was. time. That was the best fight that we've had in a minute. Mm -hmm. It was such a good, like, it was a well, it was a good, super evenly matched, so it didn't feel like anyone was just fucking shitting on anybody. It was just very back and forth. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah, normally it's like, that. that's why I, I honestly think 2v2 is kind of the way to go if you can balance the teams. Once you have three... It's just too easy to either three guild CTG on one to take it out or like the third guild on one of the teams is just too weak and not helping enough. So 2v2s are always fun. I don't know. That, that was pretty cool. But lately, outside of these preset 2v2s that are organized and planned ahead of time, very rare that they're any good. And even then, I, I do wish it was more about fighting players versus players than fighting against all these buildings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what changed, to be honest. I mean, I know like I the tankiness and the durability, but I feel like back in the day, what was different back in the in like the hex days that it felt like we were actually fighting just corrupt. Like when we were fighting against well, corrupt, enhanced flame towers is definitely one of the main contributors, right? It used to be you get on a flame tower if your whole ball gets on a flame tower, you can take that shit down and like you know. 20 30 seconds mm -hmm. you know if your whole ball's on it now with enhanced flame towers it takes at least like a minute and some change minimum even if your entire ball is on it um so enhanced flame towers are definitely a fucking problem but yeah i don't know i i think they just keep they're caught in this endless loop of let's buff uh, structures let's buff cannons let's buff structures let's buff cannons let's and it's like what the fuck dude like Nobody wants either of these things. Why do you keep doing this? 
Yeah. Oh, let's uh, say other changes. The number of fortresses uh, built in Nodorn Conquest War territory will now only be displayed one hour before. So once you're already at lockout. So you won't be able to know how many people are on any placements. So that's always... Yeah, I, I honestly feel like... I don't know. Maybe if you... Maybe if you increase structure damage from players, you bring down the amount of structures, uh, including defensive structures, uh, and increase maybe... I don't know. I don't even know what you can do exactly. Maybe increase barricade count, but then also reduce barricade tankiness. But then <laughs> Dude, I, I, I have no idea. I'm uh, so like well, here. Here's how I put it. And I don't even know how you'd change it. But um, by the way, Nayashi said he had to run family emergency. I don't know if we yeah, addressed yeah, that. All. But um, I I I can boil the problem down to this. Back in the day, the goal unless. I was just bad, or we were just bad, or all the guilds I was in was were bad. But back in the day, the goal used to be to try to get an open field fight, win, and then use that victory to push their base. Because the the each individual annex wasn't so valuable outside of the supply depot that you had to just suicide on forts over and over and over again because it was the only way to get things down. Like right now, it feels like if we didn't. Uh, get any progress on the flame towers, then we've done nothing. Whereas back in the day, that wasn't the case, right? It was like, if we didn't kill enough of their players, then we're not going to be able to do damage on their fort. Now it's like reversed. If we didn't do enough damage to their fort, then we didn't do anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't even know how you'd fix it. I think it's just, it's so difficult to change. I, want, I wonder that. if this ties into TTK at all. Because with TTK being as, as low as it is, uh, they had to, I think, because TTK is so low, they reduced respawn timers, right? So now at the beginning of the war, your respawn timer is fucking, like, what, eight seconds? Some crazy shit like that? Dude, speaking of, yesterday we had a four-hour siege. We 1v1 uh, Fuego. It, it still made it four hours, right? The entire time, seven-second respawns for the entire four hours. Just because the whole thing is based on recovery centers. So like as long as everyone gets the recovery centers up, it's just four hours of seven second respawns. I don't it's so it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It might actually be more fun if you lived longer, but then the time either respawn timers were a little bit I don't know. I have no idea, man. I Node Wars is just such a weird thing to me. Because you know how I feel. I, I still feel like hundred players versus hundred players is just not even fun to begin with. Because even mm. if you change time to kill a little bit, you'd have to change it so significantly that would make a 700 versus 700 even matter. I, I, in terms of war sizes, I still just think you need to cap it at 50. Cap war participation at 50. 100 v 100. I mean, maybe you can do 100 v 100 for siege alone. I still just think that's too much, though. But if you want the spectacle of it, then, like, fine, I guess. But... 50 v 50 is the most that anything should be because even 50 v 50 is is a bit much to me. Yeah, I miss tier three and four thirty mans too. Mm hmm. And I think you would get more of the thirty mans uh uh uh, uh of like lower count guilds fighting if you capped it at fifty because that would require 
which I know this is like a hard thing for people to do. Guilds are going to have to split, right? Because if you have, I mean, if you have, obviously you're not bringing a hundred people to like your wars or your sieges, obviously, but you have theoretically a hundred fighters in there, a hundred PVPers. And if you cap it at 50, then a bunch of those guys are going to want to leave, right? So they're going to leave and go start their own guild. You've now essentially doubled the amount of guilds in the game. You're also going to have, instead of one guild bringing 90, you're going to have two guilds bringing 40. So, I don't know. I know it's a hard pill to swallow, and every time we've talked about this over the years, there's always a lot of pushback against it. And, I mean, for good reason. It's not a fun thing to say, hey, you're going to have to go like, find a new home or start your own. You can't keep playing with your guild, but I think it's kind of necessary, honestly. Who knows? Something will change one day. But for now, flame towers are stronger, so that's a buff. Yay! It's pretty exciting. I think that's it. You ready for some comments? Dude, I'm excited Yay. for Tuesday to get these changes, because, uh... Dude, I'm so... Res, like, I am... I'm on the Copium so bad right now for Kuno's Spin Spree. Like, I'm sitting here in my head, I'm like, dude, come Tuesday, I'm gonna go into Node Wars and just fucking obliterate people. And it's gonna be sick. I'm just gonna spin. I'm gonna fucking stomp, spin, and people are gonna <laughs> die, and it is gonna be glorious. I cannot wait. Yeah, it was funny. La last night's siege was pretty unique. Smash is talking about the Kuno. We last night's siege, we were against the enemy guild. It's like Sluzzy, Breezy, and Nudes. Like we're all in there just fighting Smash the entire Node War apparently, or the entire siege. I only got to engage with them like a couple times. I mostly was fighting in the big ball fight, so they weren't even around. And yeah, and then they also have J Step at dude that whole guild. Has so many like what, like well-known players. It's actually wild. Yeah, J -step, fighting J Step and Etsu. Yeah, I would not want to have been in flex yesterday. It would have been terrible. <laughs> fighting J Step, Etsu, Reezy, dude, Sluzzy, and then fucking randomly invasion storm on a wizard instead of a hash. That was confusing. Oh yeah, Twizzy was popping off yesterday too. Yeah, it was. It was. I just want to crazy. Can I just point out I have three sages in my game right now. Half of mm -hmm. half of my lobby is sages. <laughs> yeah. Alright, comments. I'm gonna I'll I'll read um last week's and then you read this week's. Yeah. Because we're okay. or well, I guess two weeks ago, because we also missed a day. Uh yes. Um, all right, one sec. Do, 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 do. Let's go here. All right, let me see if there's anything I have to delete. God, this is so long ago now. When you miss a week, when you miss a week of comments and a week of the podcast you end up so far behind oh my mm -hmm. god 
All right, is this sorted by new? Okay. All right, read in the comments. For those who are just joining or joining for the first time or have never been here before, uh, we usually always read the comments on the show. Sometimes if we skip, then we have to read two sets. So that's what we're doing today. This is from two episodes ago. So some of the context we're gonna have to try our best to remember. So here we go. Greed says, first Black Rose with Frosty, now Juiced with Nayashi. What's gonna happen to our favorite Gearlit Reslar? What, in terms of my guild? Well, he's saying that we, we get kicked out of our guilds. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll probably stay in Bloodthirst until I quit this game, yeah, honestly. Reslar's been kicked out of plenty of guilds, trust me. He, he doesn't need to be kicked out of anymore. Oh, for sure. Uh, Dex2 says, just to clarify my comment from a few podcasts ago, I was responding to Rez expressing frustrations over players not knowing grind rotations. My point was grinding on my archer is a lot different than grinding on other classes. I don't need to be uh, fed to mobs for using an unconventional rotation. I could just swap servers or go to private zone to stay out of the way. I don't need... I, I love the idea of that. I don't need to be fed to mobs <laughs> for grinding poorly or weird. That is true. You don't. <laughs> Um, Striker here says value pack intro got changed since Frosty can't gear check Nayashi. Nayashi now Mewa check Frosty. It is true. He just kills me in like two skills now. Uh, Emma Way says, was going to happen sooner or later, Nayashi. Shaky's ego seems limitless. Um, add more. Just as an update to the whole saga, Nayashi is now in corrupt, I think. And I, I think a bunch of people followed him there. Yeah, and a bunch of uh, a lot of his blader friends followed him. Juiced is currently at seventeen members, so and growing. Uh, Admori yeah, says <laughs> the way the way they nerf classes, questionable nerfs. They refer to it as three fifty AP slash four fifty DP gear score. That's why. Um. I can't remember the context for this, so I feel like I'm out of the loop here. Uh, Mian says, I hate how they fucking let you rebox the Orzeka, but not the Nuver outfit. PA be like, oh, you re-rolled, but you still want to use your Nuver outfit? Well, tough luck, buddy. Go save up another 37 bill for a second set. This actually changed. When it came to live server, they actually do let you rebox both of them. So, there you go. They listen to you, Mian. Uh, Vasaria says, okay, podcast actually starts around 17 minutes for anyone that wanted timestamps, LOL. I think cause that day was- I'm pretty was... sure I did timestamp it. Yeah, I think he was, I think he's talking about how in the beginning we, uh, start, we were talking about movies and stuff. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty confident I time checked the description. I'm pretty confident I timestamped it when it actually starts. Yep. Bastard. Yeah, you did. Bastard. Hey, fuck you, Vasaria. Unlisted says, family when? I guess family's recruiting. Uh, not May, but Musa. I drive Nissan, though, before my crash. I had Civic. Great car. Yeah, Nissan. Nissan's, they make some good cars. Um, I had a Nissan. I loved it until I wrecked it, Sag. I just said, Saka, Sakata Lorian says, to my experience, Draconia Awakening, PVE-wise, is a FU... Hecking Beast, a Moonster, an overpowered top grinder when it has a weapon in Elvia zones. When it doesn't, I mean, it's not terrible at Valencia spots, I guess, if there isn't too much rocks to get stuck on. Yeah. It ended up being like, after all the changes, it's like kind of average-ish. Not great. Not terrible. Um, although it feels terrible to me compared to Hash, so 
for me, it's terrible. Uh, Blood Diamond 78 says, Things I personally hate about Awakening Draconia. One, if a skill moves you, it uses slash pauses stamina. Class like Warrior Suck Zerker can practically get away with constantly having a full stamina bar while moving. Skills like Airstrike or Deadly Dance move you and don't cost stamina, although the Airstrike one is changing. Uh, no design consistency from class to class. Two, AoEs feel small. Three, catches feel way too limited and super hard. The class needs one or two more quick protected CCs. Four, some Hexblood skills are just plain too slow and very small. Five, PvE nerfs just need to be completely reverted. Six, no proper PvE pull skill. There actually is not. Like you, I don't know. To pull, you actually have to use Brimbolt Rays, which just feels so sad to me. Uh, seven, the flying skill should, it, should be as it was before and be able to fly, not begin a rapid descent. So that actually is kind of coming. They're reverting that a little bit. Don't get me wrong, class is fun. Just held back some aspects while thriving in nothing. Uh, Dark Empire says, new Nick for Musa Nisando. It's a Nissan uh, joke there. Steve Smith says, you know how you know Shaky is a clown? He sticks up for Joe Never. Enough said. It doesn't surprise me at all. Shaky, who has a history of being petty, got mad over something petty. I'm not sure I understand the relationship there, but sure. Uh, Silver Zico says, Frosty, stop, stop saying Kunosuk PvE good when she is not. She is a button tier PvE class. What does button tier mean? Button tier? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sakuno PvE is, is decent. That's all I said. It's decent. It's like passable. Uh, it got worse with the PvP nerfs, which I feared was going to happen. It, it definitely got worse, so hopefully... Something can happen to bring it at least back to where it was, but it's not like the most terrible thing in the world. Uh, Mick333 says, Honestly, I bet when Shaky and Nayashi were arguing about tagging Drax, Nayashi just kept saying Draconia, and Shaky just lost it and kicked him. Lamau. <laughs> <laughs> um, IDSync said, Yeah, I agree. Day one nerfs just look and sound horrible. It was finally a class style I loved and was going to come back to find out what it would be performing way worse than my Valk. I was just like, meh. He did like a meh face. Uh, plus, it feels bad to grind if you don't uh, pay their sub, value pack, and camo blessing. Yep. Makito said, Please keep doing these podcasts. I enjoy listening to your perspectives and hearing your opinions on things both in game and IRL. Question, what would you prefer in terms of PvP game balance? This current one-shot meta where Awakening Musa and Suck Drac are king and queen or the meta before class reboots as a follow-up question, do you think blanket PvP damage nerf would be good for most of the classes or their current class features that stand out as too powerful? Edit, August 5th, Global Lab update as Succession Drac nerfs. Do you think they will went too far with it? Okay, so for me personally... um. No, I would not want to go. It was still a one-shot meta before the reworks. I, it's funny how we history changes. Obviously, more classes deal more damage, but people were dying standing up before the reworks uh, constantly. The time to kill thing yeah. has been an issue for a long time. Reworks just made it worse. It didn't cause the problem. It just kind of yeah. compounded onto it. I do. I would love some sort of durability type patch but it would have to be well thought out and a lot would have to be taken into consideration if they could somehow make the class balance still feel somewhat comparable to today while not having everyone just instantly die. I just don't know how you would do it um, without breaking something. So 
yeah, it would be cool to fix time to kill a little bit, but I don't know how it would be done. It'd be really, really tough. Um, and let's see. Yes, there are definitely classes that feel too strong in the game still currently. And uh, the Draconian nurse, did they go too far with it? I think they did in one single patch. I, I'm not a fan of nerfing five abilities plus your entire mechanic that your yep. class was made to do all in one single patch. I, I think if they both needed to be added and it turns out to still be a super good class, fine, but it still could have been damage nerfs first and then the ion nerf if it wasn't enough and then the iframe nerf or something along those lines instead of all of it in one single patch. I just, yeah. I don't know. No testing uh, done at all. On on principle and logically speaking, yeah, you should never make that many changes at once when you're trying to balance. It should be fairly incremental. But on an emotional level, fuck that class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the class is miserable. Also, Rez, I was going to say, I forgot to say it earlier, but you said, how does a drac you don't do only, I forgot how much damage it was. What did you say? 1,000. Yeah, 1,000. <laughs> 1,300. So I had a Drac on the opposite team that I actually think is a, a decent Drac who ended up with 3,000 damage because somehow uh, he got grabbed by our either our Mystic or our Zerker in the beginning of the match, or our Mystic or Striker in the beginning of the match all three times, which is a KD and he couldn't V, and we were able to kill him before he V'd. So three matches in a row, he got grabbed like immediately and he ended up only with 3,700 damage. But it was literally like, he didn't V in time and then was KD'd, so he lost. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still think 3,000. That's three times the amount <laughs> that my track did. <laughs> like, 1,000 damage is just like Brimbolt and the flow. Like, that's yeah. 1,000 damage. Uh, that's way, I mean, actually, more. That's way more than 1,000. Like, if you actually hit someone with both of those, that's definitely going to do more than a thousand damage. Yeah, like, I, I legitimately don't understand. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, my DK other teammate only did 7k. So it's like, fuck, man. He's working on it. That's why DK's getting buffed. Yeah, right. Um, Vesper says, Data... Lamat. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold, yeah. on, hold on. We just need to address this real quick. Someone I in your chat, mm -hmm. someone in your chat just said they need to rework V or just remove it from Arena because not being able to sometimes is annoying. No, they just need to let you V during knockdowns. Yeah, I think that's so, what he. I think that's what he meant by rework V though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. he says remove it from Arena. No, for the love of God, do not remove V from Arena. Are you yeah. kidding me? That would be so miserable. No, they just need to get rid of that stupid fucking rule that says you can't V during knockdowns or other random situations. Like, I think if you get uh, you get down smashed, you can't V until the animation finishes or some weird shit. Uh, there's, like, weird-ass rules. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um... Yeah, I, I V is a very... It, it's just weird. It's inconsistent. Also, the rules of V have not changed since... Even pre-CC changes, so it's like... I, it's a I different know. game now. Yeah, it's a different game now, so it, it's... I, I, just, I, 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 I genuinely feel like they had a different vision for the game back in, like, the pre-Awakening days, whenever the game was first come out. Like, they had a different idea of what 
combat would look like in this game from what we have now. I mean, that's kind of just obvious based on what they've done with like awakenings and reworks. And I mean, just look at anything they've done, but like that still hasn't changed. And it's a very integral part of PVP. Yeah. It's controversial, but I, I think you should be able to V out anything. I think V you shouldn't be stuck in any player's arms when you V. Yes. And yes. I also think that the very end animation where you're visible should not be CCable. Like I don't you shouldn't be able to V cheese people and be able to use an ability before they could react to where you're coming out of V. But like was happening before. But V sniffing to me is is terrible. I, I, I don't find it cool or even that skillful especially because not every class is as good at doing it there are a few classes that are so much better at doing it that yeah. it's just a huge disadvantage for a lot of players and a lot of classes that literally their class is not capable of doing it i mean there are classes yep. there are two classes i have in mind that even if they guess wrong the moment someone appears on the map even if they went the wrong way they can get back to them in time and still fucking pop them out of their v so mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Not a fan of the V sniff thing either. Uh, all all the stuff basically surrounding V is is weird. It's just weird that your emergency escape oftentimes is what gets you killed or makes you lose. You also shouldn't be able to die in V. Like if you have a dot on you or something, I I it, it you should be invulnerable to damage while you're in V. I feel like. Also, if you mm. if you V and you die I'm within. Point zero one seconds of being that cooldown should get refunded. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm on board with the bleed shouldn't still affect you when you're in V, but I do agree you shouldn't be able to take any new damage in V, and sometimes you can. I've actually multiple yeah. times been already moving in my V, and someone's able to grab me. No, it's see, like what what Dreadspark is saying in your chat, it should just cleanse. It should cleanse slows. It should cleanse like debuffs. It should cleanse bleeds. Like, it should just cleanse you so that you can actually, like, reposition, like, properly and have full usage of your V. Yeah. That's that's what I think, anyway. XRM officials asked me in chat if they should add win rate for each map. Yes. That would be sick to know. All right. Uh, Vesper said, or sorry, Tong says, My grandmother in her early 70s flew from the USA to Cambodia, which is a hell of a trip. So 50, easy. Yeah, because I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Nayashi. Basically saying after 50, it's really hard to fly because you're old. No, okay. Or no, was I you? was talking about I that. You guys misrepresented what I was saying. All I was saying is it's way easier to do those kinds of trips when you're younger. I it literally just I, is. I just you don't can't debate that. <laughs> I, I agree. I just don't think 50 is where it's like you're, it's getting hard at 50. It's not like it's impossible to, even if you're like 80 years old, yeah, you can still get on a plane and travel, but it's a lot fucking easier to do it when you're 20. I think if you're anywhere from 20 to like the later stages of 50, it's fine. If you're a kid, it's different. Literally nothing affects you. And then if you're, yeah, you're old, everything affects you. <laughs> um. All right, Vesper says, Data, Lamau, PA is a bunch of amateurs trying to fix balance issues based on stuff they don't understand or even try to do. Draconia should be on par with Guardian PvE release and be a top-tier PvE class aside from a PvP balance. She's a fucking main story character and daughter of dragons. Lots of players love the design of the class. Suck PvP overperforming PvP was overshadowed by both specs, bad performance in PvE by no fucking reason. The worst class launch so far, not even Hash, was so bad released. 
Well, Hash was, um, Awaken Hash PV was bad on release, and Awaken Hash was like good in 1v1 on release, and everyone hated it and everything else. But Suck Hash was pretty nuts on release. So could I don't know I, if you could say the hash is bad on release. What's up? Could I interest you? It's 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 always kind of forgotten because they immediately fixed it. But could I interest you in release striker? Yeah. Genuinely the worst class they have ever released. It was it, so fucking bad at everything. <laughs> it was really bad at everything. I actually don't now, know for people sure. People forget about it because they fixed it one week later, right? P so people think like, oh yeah, Striker was fine on release, but act the actual release of Striker, it was dog shit. Yeah, I, there's another one that I think could be competitive with it, but we didn't get to experience it was Awaken Lawn because the timing of it. So here's what happened when Awaken Lawn came out in Korea was pre-CC changes. And I remember every Korean saying how shit the class was and it got like buff after buff after buff like protected CCs added and like everything in the kit ended up being like a protected CC. And then they did the CC changes and then we got Lawn after the CC changes. So we got like a totally different Lawn than Korea got once it came to our server. We didn't even ever get to experience that initial launch of Lawn, and I'm pretty sure it was bad just based on the number of patch changes that they got on that class, like five weeks in a row, where it was like literally a whole list of fucking changes. Because mm -hmm. I remember Mystic came out and literally fucking nothing changed. It got like no, there were no bullet points. And then Striker, it took a month, and then they got a bunch of changes and they made them actually good. But Mystic had like nothing. It got like its vacuum nerfed, and that was it. And then the CC yeah. changes. But yeah, Lawn was like a weird one. It might have been bad as well. Just we never got to experience what it was like. Um, all right. Laggy Skill says, I believe Nayashi's story, but a lot of it sounds to me like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. I just refused to play an OP class. Shaky got super mad, kicked me for no good reason, end quote. I don't think their argument came out of nowhere. Let's be real. We all know about that... Nayashi can be a little toxic at times. Even here on the podcast, Rezzler and Frosty sometimes make a Mewa joke, say something sarcastic. He gets super mad for no reason, then throws slight shade as if any of it was serious. If he's like that with longtime friends and Rezzler and Frosty, I have no doubt there is more toxic shit happening with Shaky and random members of the guild. That's just my opinion. Great podcast as always. Keep it up. I love you all. Okay. So I'm it gonna was Shaky though, because literally everyone else in Juice left. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down to just Nayashi. E even I, I don't think Nayashi gets toxic like you're saying. I think people obviously get frustrated when they're made fun of a lot, or if you're arguing with them a lot. Obviously, people get frustrated. But at the end of the day, let's say they did have a really bad argument about whether Drax should be played or not, or whether like anything about GVGs or anything guild related. At the end of the day, laggy skills, even if in the argument Nayashi was in the wrong, let's give Shaky the benefit of the doubt. You just don't kick out your friends for an argument. You just don't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you yeah. just don't. You you are they're both adults. Nayashi's 34 years old, just got kicked out because he doesn't want to play Drac. Like give me a break, dude. Or, just, or again, if we're giving Shaky the benefit of the doubt because He's he gets mad when he gets CC'd out of Chase, which yeah. like I get mad when I get CC'd out of essays. Like I complain about it. So does that mean I get kicked out from my guild that's full of my friends? No. Like Dude, what the you fuck? Just don't, so weird. You also, I guarantee you, Shaky complains when he gets knocked out of C uh, protections. 
I guarantee you, because everyone does. Everyone gets frustrated when they get knocked out of protections. Yeah, and also, Shaky's in the same boat as Reslar and I. He's been friends with Nayashi for a long time. That's not a new friendship. They've known each other forever. So you don't take a couple-year friendship and be like, well, we disagree on this GVG stuff. You're out. Peace. Like, I don't know. You just don't do it. Yeah. Um, and and once again, hindsight being what it is, we're reading this comment in the future from when it was posted. Absolutely shaky was in the wrong, as evident by everyone else leaving the guild and being like, yeah, we don't want to be with shaky anymore. So it was very obviously not a Nayashi problem. This is very obviously a shaky problem. So. Yeah. Um. Brian Adams posts a link to something says to every developer and BDO player. And then Maneria says, Fame quit the game a while ago. Sometimes she updates stuff when asked directly, but she hasn't done that in quite a while. I think for that was for Rip. something lovely. Something lovely. Yeah. yeah, it's something lovely. Rest in peace, fam. We miss you. I yeah. used something lovely so much back in the day. It'd be cool to merge some of those features into the Garmoth stuff. Yeah, get 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 the uh, Garmoth.com guys to hire fam. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Um, all right. Next thing, you want me to keep going? I could just keep going. I don't mind. No, I can do it. I already got it you pulled got it? up. Okay, let me scroll down. Yeah, I'm prepared. I'm ready. All right. Uh, King Shepherd twenty three says first. Yes, you are. Kenny G says value pack podcast wedding edition. Eh. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's happening fast, by the way. In November. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That is fast. Sarcer says, hate, hate, hate the slows. I have no idea how this isn't the top one problem in BDO right now. One big one you forgot is Suck Mystic Orb. It's not just the part where you get slow. It's the part where your skill animations and corresponding protection icons don't line up with the actual protected status anymore. This isn't as obvious on classes that have tiny lingers at the end of their skills, but on classes where protection cuts off it the exact same time the animation stops it's pretty much destroying the entire class and slows then all of a sudden mean there's a hole in between two fully protected skills that would normally chain together without any issue most players would probably call this desync but it's not it's a slow bug and it needs to be fixed okay so sarcer it's actually not a slow bug it's a bug with the protections the slows have been in the game for five years that only started happening in november of 2021 and it's it's a problem that now I do agree some slows are still overpowered and need to be nerfed down, but that bug in the protections needs to be fixed. Um, yeah, slows are not designed to be making it so you're CC'd out of protection. That is a new annoying ass fucking bug that got added into the game almost a year ago now and still not fixed by Pearl Abyss, even though it's been reported and submitted and shown how to re-replicate it thousands of times. Um, they absolutely refuse to fix it for whatever reason. Um, but that's not an inherent slow issue. It's, it's an issue with the way protections work and them not extending the duration of the actual skill animation in order to prevent abuse from print screen and, and other things. So that needs to get fixed. Um, again, I, I get slows are frustrating and no one likes being slowed and i do think some of the slows are too powerful suck mystic wave orb is one of them uh awaken hash um ensnaring sands another like all of these slows could be reduced down to like 15 percent, where they're still mm -hmm. impactful but not fucking devastating um but i don't think all slows should be removed from the game i still think slows are okay the game moves so fast 
now that like having no slows in the game just seems so would be weird. But I do think yeah. some are way too strong, especially the ones that are very easy to apply. Greed says the year is 2122. The human population has cut by 890% due to droughts and mass climate change due to global warming. BDO4 is now the titan of the VR MMO industry. The average gear score of concurrent 50 million players is 700. Items can be upgraded to X, DECA, and there exist 80 classes with the latest edition, the Fujin, being a wind necromancer. Oh, we finally got it. Frosty, we only have to wait till 2122. Uh, Mass pandemic spreads once again this year, and that takes a big toll on humanity, pushing it to the brink of extinction. But you see one final beacon of hope. A single streamer on Twitch, Biohack's great-granddaughter, Kim (laughs) plays. She goes attempt number 64 on Hex Fallen God. Before the attempt finishes, human falls victim to the virus. She forgot to cron attempt. What a fucking dent. What a beautiful story. Yeah, that painted a beautiful picture. Thank yeah, you, Greed. That was very pretty. Assassin says, yeah, Guardian's Axe Throw is 13 seconds, but has 50% attack cast movement speed debuff. That's three for one special. Y'all like to forget stuff. I'll remind you, LOL. I'll keep you honest. Edit one. Or actually, do you want to pause there? Or do you want to just... I just... No. Just, okay, yeah. at, edit one. As far as Reslar's thoughts toward equalized gear for PvP, I don't mind it per se as long as it's restricted to the arena. I like PvP, but when I started, I knew I needed gear, so I pulled myself by the bootstraps, which is a very silly analogy, by the way. And now, after four plus years of circling in a circle, I'm 702 gear scores. I suffered, so everyone else should suffer, too. I worked long and hard to get my gear, so invalidating my progress by only doing equalized gear and no room, as far as we know, since there's no geared arena, just doesn't feel right for me, at least. I did participate in the last Arena Solaire. People that worked for their gear should get to use it in arena, is what I'm saying, and as someone who enhanced all his gear himself, feels like I'm being cheated, sort of. You... Musassin, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to use your gear in Arena because a Nuver Lieber often build is going to get destroyed in there. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've been over this a million times before. There's no real reason to focus too much on it. But the idea that I suffered so everyone else has to suffer or it's invalidating my progress is is very, very silly. That's like saying, well, we shouldn't have cars. Everyone should still be riding around on horses because where's, where's it that trolley meme? The progress. Where's that? Yeah, where, yeah. yeah. Where's that trolley you, meme? You, where the we, trolley already We should already still killed. be using carrier pigeons because it invalidates the progress of people who used carrier pigeons before cell phones. Like, it's such a goofy fucking argument that doesn't make any goddamn sense if you think about it for a half second. Should what, it, um, it goes something along the lines of, should I pull this lever? Would that be fair to the family that's already died to the trolley to pull this lever and save the next family that's on the tracks? I don't think so. Like, come on, man. I, I Also, yeah, gear isn't equalized everywhere. It's in, in the arena, and that's it, and that's fine. And the arena is a ranked that. version. Yeah, your gear... I, I still feel motivation to grind. My gear still matters everywhere else. And then when I go into arena, I get to just not think about gear and just do PvP. And that's great. Yeah. And it's think about so funny orbs to instead. Me, the idea that like, oh, well, they're equalizing everything. We literally have one part of this game that is equalized now. And it's, oh, well, everything is becoming equalized. 
because let's be honest, T1s is not actually equalized. Because if you have higher gear score, then you're allowed to do fucking cheese builds with all kinds of random bullshit. So it's not truly equalized. Arena Solaire is the only actually equalized content that we have in the game, and people like to lose their minds over it, and it's so confusing to me. Uh, the Fangs says, I play BDO to be a crazy hoarder. Like, I have some gear about 6.30, so nothing to write home about, but I enjoy life-skilling, so I got basically the top-end life-skill geared. Tetmanos, Pentools, Clothes, etc. It's always the point where I could upgrade my gear if I wanted to, but I just don't bother. I have over 300 bill in materials just sitting in one of my storage. If I count all the materials in every storage, it might even reach 400 bill. That is more than enough to upgrade my gear to reach early in-game, but I don't just because I don't enjoy grinding nor PvP. So yeah, that guy who said that should not play MMO if they don't like gear progression is just weird. Nothing wrong <laughs> to play an MMO to just enjoy playing it. Yeah, that's the great thing about MMOs is there's a whole bunch of different things you can do and you can progress however you want or not progress. No, Frosty, the only way to play an MMO is the way that I play it. You could be like Hunter, who spent the first two years just hopping around on Velia roofs, staying the exact same gear score. True. Very true. Uh, let's see. Kalahad says, uh, some say I'm still in Rezlar's arms to this day. I, uh, is he the one that I have grabbed in the intro? I guess <laughs> I it has so, to be. Yeah, I think he is, yeah. In that community uh, night, yeah. Aris says, at 41.25... Anumuna do 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 Anumuna do 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 do, which I don't know. What's this timestamp? I think that was someone was thinking and they were th like trying to say something and couldn't think of what to say and they said something along those lines. I can't remember who it was. Oh no! Wait, what? Wait, what are you saying at this timestamp? Is it what are me? You <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's you trying to say. It's you saying phenomenon over and over again. That's what it is. I'm like, what the hell is, uh -oh. what is this? Uh, all right. Suck Striker is going to be pushed. Says some week, of the Tamer community busy. are as delusional oh, as the DK Discord. Those of us who aren't crazy don't think the class is that bad and pretty much universally agree that there are three changes Awakening Tamer needs. Guard on BR, iframe on Cloud Ride Flight, bigger AoE on all skills. That's one down, so it's definitely a step in the right direction. That said, I hate the howling change. The last thing we need is another trap, which doesn't work properly, especially given the current howling is actually good. For Suck, it's harder to say, but personally I'd like to see Roaring be SA instead of Guard and Trample turned into a movement skill similar to Eradication on Lawn. Of course, both specs need the pet to be fixed. It would be nice if Helling at least did some damage, but more importantly, Void and Roaring, etc. need to actually work. This is one thing where their new philosophy regarding multi-hit CCs has no place. Catches are Tamer's biggest weakness, and while being able to choose other cores will help, the main reason it's so painful is Void being so bugged out. Anything? Yeah. Resident uh, Tamer? No, I, I, I mean, I, I'm with him. I understand him. I, I do like the, I do like the, the class. I do like the simplifying it to like, there's only really three things that we need. Everything to have a bigger AoE. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> bigger AoE on all abilities. Just one minor thing, you know? Yeah, throwing yeah, it in small, there. Small, small, small. Um, Start small and then work your way up, you know? <laughs> I, I do think that... So, it, it's weird because I actually think after Tuesday that Tamer is going to be really good. It's already decent in Solar, And I think after Tuesday it's going to be really good. Um, 
because forward protected damage in solar is so huge and that skill fucking hits like a truck mm -hmm. so being able to use a a different core especially in like large scale stuff being able to use a different core is going to be pretty strong um so i yeah i don't know i think for pve it needs uh some stuff too the aoe's are huge for pve um but yeah i don't know i think tamer's pretty good it does suck with the 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 traps specifically void lightning because it was such a signature thing and everyone knew not to fight in it and now it's just kind of like a thing you don't worry about or think about and that 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 part does kind of suck yeah well admori says a pa class release scheme release an op succession class corsair sage drac make it op for at least a month or two release their awakening in a shit or average state see players that uh, C players are still playing Succession after Awakening release. Upon Awakening, make it OP or very good. Lastly, nerf the shit out of it. Easy money for PA. Yeah, that, that trend on Awakening actually isn't that consistent. I mean, it didn't really happen with Hash. It didn't really happen... Now it's not happening with Drac. Yeah, it did I, happen I with really Sage. Happened, I don't think it really happened with Corsair. Yeah, it didn't, didn't, really ha didn't happen with Corsair either. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's like one of the two specs ends up being nuts and then they nerf the shit out of it. And the other one, just who knows, mm. is random. RNG. Nut Protector says no more video games for Frosty. Sad face. Yep. Count your put put it on the date, boys. November. True. No more Frosty. It is uh true. Ben Sherman says, generally don't understand why people are so averse to having multiple progression paths. Why does it upset people that a PvP player could progress their gear by playing PvP, i.e. the part of the game that they enjoy? Also, to the point of equalized PvP, I think it's good as it helps get newer players through the door and gives them a fighting chance rather than getting run over by a 700 gear score. Andy, grats on the engagement, Frosty. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's very bizarre. Dude, it's, uh, by the way, it's fucking... I cannot believe that now that the actual season's out, there's literally not even RBF rewards. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, yeah. holy shit, man. It's so fucking dumb. It's so yeah. frustrating to me. But PvP is evil, Frosty. PvP is not a good thing. It's bad, and it's it's but not... Apparently, it's not Solaire is even more evil than RBF. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely convinced that the devs uh, just hate PvP. Like, I'm honestly convinced of it at this point. They legitimately hate PvP. I, I, that's the only explanation I can come up for. Franks80 says, While I'm sure most people are like, yeah, F Drag nerfing in the ground, these kinds of shotgun to the head changes just frustrate people, and they end up quitting the game. I'm all for nerfs to get rid of uh, FOTM players. But these changes seem like I just won't be able to play Suck Drac at all. As it was, <clears throat> I was grinding history on Suck because Awakened Drac is useless grinding in most places where mobs are not tanky. So now I need a PvP and PvE alt. And as we can only tag one character, I have no place for Drac. Lucky for me, I have reroll coupons I saved. I wish I, they would let us tag more than one class so I could play a dead class for fun. Also, having played since 2018, I quit for a year and came back recently. The podcast really helped me catch up, so thank you all. Welcome back, man. I'm sorry you relapsed. Yeah, it's unfortunate with Drac. The way that they handled it, I, I hate it too, to be honest. Yeah. It's just dumb. Greed. 
says, I vouch that Musassin should attend the wedding. I will pay for flight, hotel, and other fees he needs. Musas need a voice no matter where they need it. <laughs> our voice of reason and our Pope. A wedding isn't a wedding without a man of his stature. He's also technically a close friend of yours, Frosty. He's been texting you through the Value Pack Discord for years. Isn't that true camaraderie? The conversations are deep and nuanced, like the conversation of two long-time best friends it'd be a shame so hashtag musassin for frosty wedding 202x well now we know it's going to be 2022 so you know what's so funny is his, his most he's so like just so consistent with his his personality he spent, Who, I, I don't know if you saw in the value pack discord this week where he was arguing I that, see everything. that suck Musa isn't actually good at grinding. Someone saw one video where they got boosted numbers because of drop events and stuff and everyone just ran with it and believed it that there's no actual evidence that suck Musa is super good at grinding. So it's yeah. getting nerfed be, because of an overreaction to some video where someone cheesed numbers. It's actually yep. so fucking hilarious. I'm just like, dude, that is your main. I, I don't know how you haven't found evidence on your own class. Like, just, my God, dude. Just, I cannot even. It's like, the class was never good. Someone said they got good numbers, and everyone just ran with it. It's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I usually don't interact with him when he's going on his inane rants. Uh, but I do read everything that goes on. So, I am aware. Uh, Mohawk Cacho says, I'm glad the costume for AOS is trash. Dude, yeah. It, I, I think I need to see what the female one looks like, but it might be, if it's full armor on a female, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> Minaria says, next time the cat needs Frosty's attention during the podcast, you better get up and give her that attention. She deserves it. For the costume lore thing, I'm personally thinking that they are doing this to take stress off their art team. One costume per week is a lot of work, and this change will make it a lot easier to come up with outfit ideas that aren't just straight ripoffs from other games or media. The lore thing is just an additional justification slash way to appease a few players for possible longer waiting times. Congrats on the engagement, Frosty. Thank you, Mina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Pirate Poro says, I wonder how much Rizlar lose his mind if he heard Steve's VOD of Armin and Tennis arguing about gear progression. I don't know. What did, what did they say? Do you I know what this is I, referencing, Frosty? I, I, I know what he's referencing, but I haven't heard the gear progression part of the argument. I, I, so I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I heard different parts of the argument. I, maybe he was... I mean... <sighs> I, if they're saying the that the of, only way you should be able to progress your gear is through running in circles, then yeah, I'd be very upset. No, I don't. I don't know if that was it. I I thought he was making the argument that you should be able to use full gear in solar, but maybe uh, maybe uh, I'm. Oh, that also would be fucking awful. But I don't. Why know. in the world would you do that? I have no idea. I I don't remember. It was something. They had some crazy stuff going on. It was on Steve's birthday, and I think Steve was uh, self-proclaimed very very high. <laughs> During it. it was a really funny stream though because like everything dude he said like tennis said something like dude i'm fucking dying because tennis is one of these people that just grinds forever right he's like he he's like these people that can just fucking head down grind 12 hours a day so he had like a lot of gear really early on and then uh 
he took a break from the game, I guess. And I, he was saying something like, dude, I came back to the game and even Shaky Bay could kill me? Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. But I don't know what their discussion was about. I missed some of it. Tuki says, TLDR, I agree with your take on equalized PvP, and I'm sorry for the wall of text. <gasps> I'm on the same page as you guys. There needs to be a mode or two that allows for equalized PvP, and it needs to have a queuing system for people who don't have connections to other PvPers. I've been playing since 2017 and have quit and come back many times. At one point, I was in a relatively strong node war gear with, guild with good gear at the time, 269-331, and the game was a lot of fun. I've been back for a month or two now, and even though I have experience and know how to make silver, I'm quite a few months away from being relevant in PvP. I can't really do RBF with my gear. I'm not in a guild, so it's hard to find fun fight partners, etc. Open world PvP with the Marnie Realms is tough to find. If we weren't getting the casual queue for AOS, I honestly don't know how a new player would practice PvP to improve. Would be awesome to have AOS template gear for RBFs. Thoughts on, on that, Frosty? I would love that. I, that See, I always hear people say a trial RBF would be fun. I think trial RBF would be awful. And a lot of people do like limit testing in their gear just to see what they can do and whatever. But I would love an RBF with AOS gear. I think that would actually be Absolutely. super fun. I, I think they need to export AOS gear to uh, RBF. They need to export it to T1 uh, Node Wars. Like, I, I think it's the better way to do things. Uh, then he says, I've turned away quite a few friends that I've played WoW League Lost Ark with because when I said it'll be hundreds of hours before you can PvP, they didn't want to put in the time. Season gear is an awesome jumping off point and Jatina pens are great, but even with those, it's 20-ish weeks before you hit full pen weapon and armor. Then you need to grind the money for Vel, some accessories, Kafras, etc. before you're even sniffing 660-ish gear score. And by today's standards, you'll still be dying super quick in the current RBF or non-equalized PvP modes. I'm all for having modes where your hard-earned gear matters, but this population will continue to stagnate or reduce in size if there aren't modes implemented to let new folks actually do the fun part of this game. Node Wars in 2018 to 2019 were a highlight for me, so I'll chase the gear curve and try to catch up. But how do how do I guess you get a new player to buy into this game if you tell them to buckle up for six months or so before they can try? the fun stuff well the the problem is tuki at least for me is I, I inherently disagree with you that it takes six months to do the fun stuff um so here's the thing is like if you focus on getting your journals done and you're actually playing this mmo and putting time into it i think you can participate in cap node war and sieges far before six months far I before agree. even your 20-ish weeks whatever you said your timeline before to hit full pen weapons and armors i don't agree with that either I think all that stuff is way faster than that these days. Um, and you have you could participate in Tier 1 Wars, you could participate in Cap Sieges, and even in RBF, once your journals are done, you have all the journal stats. Um, unless your class is shit, you literally can just get kills and RBF on a trial character and pop draft and perfume every single round. And you do like pretty good damage, so I don't know. Like, yeah. So... And then I, I, also Solar is there, and we agree with you. Like Solar is an awesome other place. And when you go into uh, me and my friends and Rez, I know you remember this. Like we weren't getting our practice from open world PvP. We were all just going to BA and asking people in our guild to go to, with us to BA. Yeah, um, I take 
I have two main problems with the takes here at the end. Uh, problem number one is the same thing you pointed out. I think that with tier one node wars, even though it's not actually equalized, you can be competitive in tier one node wars after like a month or two if you're playing very seriously. Maybe even before that, in all honesty, if you have friends that are willing to kind of boost you through uh, your levels and you can get all the seasonal rewards and stuff like that. Um, so I think you can participate in Node Wars. Granted, it's T1s, which I know people have issues with Tier 1s, but it is the content, um, and you could do that relatively quickly. Thing number two, uh, everyone's dying super fast. It doesn't matter what your gear is. Uh, the game is just different from, from back when it sounds like you last played Tuki. Uh, everyone dies super quick. Doesn't really matter too much what gear you have unless you're like uh, super high evasion or like a DP meme or whatever. Um, everyone's just kind of dying insanely quick at the moment, even with a high gear score. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's like 660, you stay at 660 gear score, I think you said, like you still get blown up. Like I know there are a lot of people that are like 700 gear score that still feel like they just get blown up instantly. So, I don't know. I, I just think that that's the game now, is it's just blow up or get blown up. Yep. Which kind of sucks, but that's that's where we're at. Um, Paul Bradley says, as far as Warrior goes, the slow is whatever the DP is downright disgusting. We have some of the smallest AoEs in the game. Have to be right in your face for DPS. Our large... Don't you, don't you laugh at um, that. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, our large-scale capabilities are already lacking, so now they've removed our tank capabilities. It's not like we can't be killed. I don't get it, and I believe you guys are communists for thinking this shit is okay for you crumb classes that just bounce around the map in super armor or iframe or disappear. I'm sure you're happy. Yeah, this this is a lost, lost soul. Just an absolute <laughs> lost soul. Why? Why are we communists? Where did that come from? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> so, if you're not okay with the warrior changes, are you a capitalist? How, uh, <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Mian says, "Grats on Frosty. Good luck, wrestler, on going so low in the podcast, if that's even possible. Since the other two are going to be dealing with women, Keck W. I like the implication here being that I will literally never be able to find a woman." I like the implication. <laughs> Thank you, man. You'll be alone Thank you. Forever. Uh, Cody Shane says unranked AOS is incredible. As someone new to PvP, I always felt bad pairing up with people that really care about their rank and not being able to contribute well enough. Because I definitely understand how run one's ranking matters. Now I can learn without so much pressure. Yeah, you know what's so funny Absolutely. is my when I'm in unranked and I have like r really bad teammates, I'm the most awesome encouraging person ever and then the moment i'm in ranked it all goes out the window <laughs> you just you become nyashi just toxic <laughs> as shit. i i actually don't ever say anything negative to people i don't i, either. I, I really I, don't. i'll say it to I, myself I and i'll say it in discord but I, I i'll never i i i almost never i can count on one finger the amount of times that i was so like bewildered by what the player was doing that i was like bro what what are you doing my guy like what is happening yeah i'll uh you know i'll make snarky comments to if i'm streaming solar but i'm not 
you know, I, everyone's thinking stuff, horrible stuff. Yeah. I'm sure when yeah, I, yeah. when I die first, everyone's like, dude, fucking this idiot. I had this yeah. guy, oh, I had this guy, gear carried. I had this guy literally say, he sounded like he was on discord or something. And he goes, Oh my God, I'm on like a three loss streak. And now it puts me with frosty. <laughs> he literally said that to me, like in voice to me. And then he proceeded to die first all three games, literally just fucking instantly fucking popped. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, yeah, dude, you're, uh, you're definitely, you're lucky to have me motherfucker. Uh, Mr. Spectacular 37 says Sage Awakening is so shit in PVE. Sage is crying out for help, crying face. And then an even worse crying face, two crying faces. Dude, it actually, I mean, similar to the poor Paul Bradley guy down there who said that he has the smallest AoEs in the game on Warrior, <laughs> it, it blows my mind how many Awakened Sages think they're bad at PvE. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Devoin Brunson says, Gratz Frosty. Thank you. Mentis404 says, Kara Patch said that Hash's natos just go in the direction of Halidy. The Hash Discord did go pretty much nuts when they saw the translations of KR. Looks pretty much like you can summon them and then just decide their path with using Halidy. Yeah. That is how it works now. Very strong. Although the I best. don't know if it necessarily helps the, the Gyphon thing because you don't always have a mob to hit and it has to hit a target to move. So there's definitely times where at the end of a, a pack or an end of a tower that you kill, like it, the tornadoes are there and you can't really move them. But at Trolls, it's mm. nice because there's a bunch of mobs all over the place you can throw them at. Right. Uh, the best says, I really want lore for a guardian wearing actual pants. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> Laggy Skill says, uh, Gratz to Frosty and soon to be Wifey. It would have been great, uh, or sorry, it would have been a great feels good moment to end the podcast with the engagement announcement. Tell Frosty ruined it by saying he's only going to invite all his friends to the wedding, yet Rizlar nor Nayashi got an invite. Feels terrible, man. Great podcast as always. Love y'all. Yeah, man. Why didn't we get an invite? Well, you guys can fly out with Miss Assassin. <laughs> No, it was the only the reason I didn't. I was mentioning like online friends that actually live close by, and it wouldn't be a big yeah. deal. That was the only yeah. thing, because flying out to someone's wedding sucks. No offense, it's like unless they're like a real like your best friend, flying out to someone's wedding is fucking. Just don't make me do that, you know. <laughs> uh. All right, where was I? I got lost. Remy says, PA understands teamwork is OP. That's why they don't let you queue RBF with friends or see other people's health bars to know if you need to peel or <laughs> heal for them. True. Dude, that's the <laughs> other thing I've noticed in, in Solar. A lot of people don't know what their health is. Mm. Like, I would say that's probably my number one issue that I have, like where a teammate makes a mistake, where it's like, they're making all the same mistakes I'm making, but then the one thing that they do that always surprises me is when they're at 15% health, they dive into a 1v3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then the, I feel like the opposite side of, of that extreme is the people who have like 80% of their HP, but they hard disengage onto the other side of the fucking map while you're trying to fight. And you're just like, where is my teammate? Uh, they're just over there, just hanging out, waiting for cooldowns, I guess. But like there's no like at least say something if you're gonna do that so I can fucking bounce. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, Mentis404 says, Arena Solar has a big problem. Player who aren't used to PvP won't try it because they fear to lose the match and randoms might get mad over mistakes. It's the same with League of Legends. If you kill with random players, it's not fun for lots of players. I like PvP, but just fear I am bad and don't want to get blamed. Well, that's why they got practice mode. So then practice. But also, dude, again, I, I say this every time. Fuck them. Fuck them, man. It doesn't matter what yeah. people say. Like, it let them blame you. It, like, it doesn't matter. It, it means nothing. I know it's kind of hard to hear, but sometimes you got to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm shit. I mean, the same thing. I've, I always tell the story. My first time ever playing League, or like my, my first time like ever playing ranked, like I finally got to whatever level 30 and I start playing ranked. I, it throws me into bronze four, right? Like the lowest, I think the lowest. Can you go below bronze four? Bronze five, I believe. Is bronze the, five. Or no, okay. they added iron, but I don't remember if that was before or after you played. Yeah, so I'm I'm literally in like borderline the shit, the shit, most shit rank you could be, and yeah. these people are like shit talking me and going, dude, you're so fucking shit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's my first ladder game ever, and I'm in bronze <laughs> four. By the way, you got matched with me. That's yeah. sad. You're also as shit as me. Yeah, I did just enough to get here, and you've been playing for four years. Yeah, I'm shit, but guess what? You're with me, buddy. Mm. You're also shit. I know, shit. it's the same. It's, it's just video gamers in general, I think, because I have the same thing with Dota. My cousin loves Dota, and he's played Dota for years. And every once in a blue moon, I work up the courage to go try and play Dota with him. But every single time, I play like two games, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's I'm good. Because what happens is I get put with these people that have played Dota before, and I've played like three games in three years, and they get super mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And my cousin has to be like, yeah, it's like his, his second game ever. But they don't give a shit. They just keep harassing me. And it's just like, uh, yeah, nah, I'm I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, I yeah people my, people get really upset. My first game of Dota, I literally the whole team told me to go play League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that is a true story. I queued up for Dota my very first match ever. And they were like, dude, go play fucking League. You can't handle this game. I'm like, dude, it's my first game. I was like, what? Like, why would you encourage people to go play your competitor? You want me to play this so your prize pools are bigger, you fucking idiots. By the way, did you notice the bug abuser is in your chat? Oh, yeah, shit. Etsu, uh-huh. now I actually want a word with you, you bug abuser. Etsu, Etsu, you better put out a statement, my guy. You better put out a statement real quick. Uh, there's, there's some heat coming your way, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, where was I? Done with precision says I'm with homie. I don't. I really don't see a real reason to PvP outside of learning how to hit a person and just learning how to survive it. Kind of because everyone in PvP outscales everything so hard, and there's really nothing to gain from it outside of seeing how broken gear can make you in PvP. It's fun, but as a fan of PvE, there's nothing there in PvP for me except bragging rights and the ability to brag. Grinding gets me <laughs> infinitely what? more than anything PvP, so I stay away from it personally. I like that the only things in there are bragging rights and the ability to brag. <laughs> yeah. Those those are two separate things, obviously. <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, not into PvP, that, that's the great thing about an MMO. Uh, yeah. Like this, like have something for everybody. Don't PvP. I mean, there's certainly days where I'm like, eh, I'm just going to kill mobs today. Yep. 
Geosurf says, they keep giving buffs and QL to Archer. I love it. Keep it coming. I'm surprised they went full hammer on the Drac nerfs, though. Class is probably going to feel awful to play now. Well, suck at least. Edit, they added a new protected Archer skill on pre-awakening. I'm tagging a Sage to open doors for me, because honestly, I don't want to play any other class right now. LOL. Oh, and Frosty, at this point, I think PA likes to hear you vent about Kuno. That's why they don't buff... <laughs> That's why they don't buffer in super meaningful ways, Lamal. You think they actually like enjoy it and they're just pointing and laughing? Ah, could every, be. Every time I complain about about PvE. What other explanation is there? You know? Yeah. Makes uh, sense. Jinzy Tumba says, "Congrats, Frosty." Thank some you. Some little, some little. Uh, what are the party favors? Confetti? Yeah, party favor emojis. Whatever. Sweet says, sorry for the long comment. It's actually two weeks comment in one. This actually isn't that long of a co comment compared to some of the ones we had earlier, so don't worry about it. I have one question for you, Nayashi. Well, he's not here, so <laughs> did you return the friendship bracelet back to Shaky? If your answer is no and you didn't get one, ouch, man, that's rough. I can tell you that you were never even a friend, just another business decision. Joking aside, I do think the blade up with baking cake is overall very good changes. It's not just QOL. It also has significant impact on both PvE and PvP. Nayashi, just keep getting buffed. Hashtag monitor smash E. Uh, talking about buff, Frosty also Awakened Kuno got some crazy buffs with these new fancy animation changes. You can now, for a moment, forget how damaging playing Awakening Kuno is doing to you, both physically and mentally. GG, it's fixed. If PA can be like LOL, stop making new classes at least for a while, just constantly revamping all the classes and not making major changes every time, but just a small change. Just one PvE slash PvP patch every month. Ensure every class gets to an e gets an equal amount of love. Honestly, we don't need more classes. PA just needs to brighten or sorry heighten the individuality of each class and make sure at least the majority of classes feel good to play. They really listen to the idea of making a third spec true awakening, and that's like having twenty one new classes. Delete shy and give them a character sl slow coupon. It's only fair. I don't, what is uh, well okay so one i mean we've only gotten like between corsair and and drac was a year right so it's not like they did kind of slow that part down um also does league of legends not make new class i thought league of legends like notorious for constantly releasing new classes uh i believe recently they've kind of slowed down actually so they they got kind of insane there for a while where i think they were putting out like seven or eight new champs a year and finally, they realized that that was kind of unsustainable and was making the game really volatile. So the, for the past couple of years, I think they've slowed it down a lot to like four champs a year. So I think that's what maybe they're referring to, just that they slowed down their pace a little bit. Not that they stopped making it, but that they were just like, okay, we need to calm down a little bit on this. All right, I'm gonna I'm looking at the this is the release date on the recent classes. So Vex September 23rd, 2021. Zeri January 20th, 2022. Uh, Renetta, February 17th, 2022, and Belveth, June 9th, 2022. So only three this year. So I guess that's good. Although two of these were a month apart. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And now, so if you go back to maybe like, I don't know, maybe like 2018, if you looked at the champs released in 2018, it was probably really high, I would guess. Because I, 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 I have I a vague memory of that being the case, that they were releasing a lot of champs for a couple of years there. <clears throat> There's um, another one named Nilia that's come out since then. Is that what you're saying, Nari? And apparently two more are on the way. Yeah, I think Nilia is the... Or Nilia and one after Nilia. So maybe two Nilia's total. the Corsair ripoff. 
people were calling her. Oh, is she? She's like like what? Sucker awakening course. She has like a whip sword thing, and she's uh, all watery okay. and stuff. She has water animations. Oh, you probably like her. Ciso <laughs> okay. says, I'm a, I'm "What? A, I'm a I'm a, a Timo jungler, right?" Do you not like water animations? Have you changed? I don't like water animations in games with low quality graphics. Oh, damn, just calling him out. Listen, you pay respect to the future king of the MMO genre and the developer of the WoW Killer, okay? I, I'm sure it's going to be sick in, when the MMO comes out. Dude, I, I actually... that We'll talk about this after the comments for a second, but I'm more excited <laughs> about the Riot MMO than... Um, what is it called? Now I'm the name's escaping. Ashes one, of Creation. Ashes, yeah. I am too, honestly. And that's just and a I, pipe I, dream. And I've <laughs> fought into Ashes of Creation, and I think Ashes is going to be good. But I, I have more faith in in Riot than I do in the Ashes dev team, uh, just because of their their track record. Um, but anyway, CISO says, hate him or love him. Shaky Bay makes very entertaining comment. He also says, really appreciate your continued podcast. I'm always looking forward to a nice and chill grind session while listening to the podcast. Thanks a lot. Regarding new players and marketing, I don't think new players are really interested in the kind of game that BDO is. The new player experience is pretty bad. Yes, there is Jatina pen accessory quest. Yes, there's free and cheap pen armor slash weapons, but truly catching up is not possible anymore. None of my friends is a masochist like me and quit way before arena and equalized content is all good and well. But if you get one skilled by a 700 gear score player, it just feels really bad experience. It does not lead to wanting more, especially when you realize how much work gearing up really is. Anyway, just wanted to vent, and uh, I would wish nothing more than many new players in a lively BDO world, but I can totally see why no one sticks to BDO. I, I don't understand comments like this. So I I can't argue with the new players aren't interested in the kind of game BDO is. That, that might be true. But the it's not possible to catch up anymore is so weird because it's like easier than ever. Like there was a time where it literally was impossible to catch up because of how far behind it was. But now it's like, I, I see people all the time that are like, Hey, just started playing a few months ago and they send me like their gear screenshot and it's, it's nuts. Or if you're like super obsessed with that guy, Oh my God, his name's just going to escape me vicious. Vicious went like nuts, right? He went full, no life, like try super hard grind. He's literally, he came back, what, eight months ago or nine months ago, something like that. He literally has my gear except for the distos. He, that's the only thing he's missing is the distos. So yeah, if, but that's like no life. Like you can play casual and still like get to a place where you can still compete. He does, you don't need my exact gear score to kill people that are my gear. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. People, they, they have this conception that like, well, unless I'm 710 gear score, I can't kill anybody. And it's like, I, uh, I mean, not I, true. I, I hate to bring it to everyone, but I pretty consistently get top five frags in my no, node wars. Again, this, hold on. This, an outlier is not a good way to prove a point. Yeah. Ignoring the rest of the context of my point, though, is also not a good way to disprove my point. I'm giving you an outlier as like an extreme example, but you that it is possible to catch up quickly if you want to. But separately from that, you don't need to catch up to do well. Like you really, really don't. You, you just need to get to 305 AP and now you can kill 95% of the player base. Mm -hmm. And it's not that crazy to get to 305 AP. The whole gear score thing is like, everyone's like, dude, 
I the people that are C20 armors versus the people that are C9, like, yeah, it lets you survive maybe a little bit of the chip, but you're still fucking dying. It's not like these people aren't fucking like I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. You you can kill most people with relatively low gear yeah. nowadays. I, I I think the important thing, and I've I've stressed this for years. It's part of why I've always been a gearlet. You're honest to God, at least in Node Wars, and I, I think this is also true for for one versus one as well. But the, it is a little bit more complicated in one versus one. How you play is going to have way more of an impact than your gear at a certain point. Like, once you get the ability to just step in the arena, which is honestly pretty easy. I would say, like, 620-year score, you can step into the arena. It's how you play is has way more of an impact. If you're 720-year score and you play, like, a fucking retard, you're not going to get anything done. If you're 620-year score and you know how to position properly, you know your job in a node where you know exactly what you're supposed to do, then you're going to be able to outperform that 720-year scored person literally 10 out of 10 times. I mean, it just is. Unfortunately, while Rezlar was trying to make a good point, I have to disavow everything he said back there, so strike, it, strike it from the record. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying your your ability to play. What are you, are you unwrapping a Snickers? What's going uh, on? I'm, here? I'm, we're trying a new recycling method, and I'm smashing a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I got stressed out with your 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 sentence. You know, you're trying to dox me or TOS me to death. <laughs> is that a, is is that a TOS word? That's not a TOS. People say that all the time. No, but. It depends, I guess, how you use it. If you're using it maliciously against someone. Oh, well, I'm absolutely using it maliciously. So, um, anyway, yeah, I, I just think, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're still a bad I, person, I, regardless of TOS. I'm 600, yeah, I also don't care. Uh, I'm 650 gear score. I get top five almost every single war that I do. And it's not like we're fighting no-name guilds. Like, we just fought Apoc the other day, so it's not like we're fighting no-name guilds. Now, Wait, would I have an score? easier time? Like six fifty, yeah. Um, Were you and now, would kills? I have an easier time getting kills and surviving if I was seven hundred twenty? Yeah, absolutely. But I know how to play my class in a node war. I know how to position myself, so I'm able to perform at least decently against people that way fucking outgear me. Did Oris so, plays Oris plays DK? He plays awakened DK and backup shot calls for us, and he literally is like top ten every single game. And he's 650 or 660 or 659 or something like that. So yeah, yeah it just you you can you don't need to be exactly the same gear score as the higher people to to get it. No, it's not just DK. I'm just saying like you, there's a bunch of classes you could do just fine on it. A, you don't need to catch up. B, you can catch up quickly if you want to go hard. And C, like there's a bunch of other game modes that kind of progress you along the way it's not like oh well i've been playing for two weeks and now i'm against apoc what do i do this sucks for new players it's like well we don't ever fight guilds like that it's so rare we're against a guild that has anyone that's in fucking seasonal gear it's like never happens yeah. so uh you just don't have to deal with that and yeah the game is a long-term gear progression game so if that's not your style of game then maybe you won't like the game that 
You, they'd have yeah. to completely and, change their philosophy for it to be a different type type of game. And Longhorn Finch says Nodor is a game of numbers, though. So I I do think it becomes a little bit more difficult when you come down to one v ones. Gear, I feel like personally is definitely more of a necessary thing for one v ones, depending on the class you have. If you're if you're someone uh, like McCann's on a warrior, right? Like obviously he doesn't need gear, but one he's a warrior who like let's be honest doesn't really need a ton of gear to merc most people and also he's hands he's an outlier right um i think that gear becomes way more of a necessary requirement for 1v1s honestly uh especially depending on the class that you're playing because some classes just don't have the ability to pull off like ridiculously extended combos that might be necessary to get kills uh with flow gear so um anyway yeah that's that's that i guess uh was that the last comment i think it was dude bear also bear i don't know what bear's gear is now but bear was literally an apoc with like 620 and 630 and fragging out mm. maybe that says more about sork i don't know yeah i think that says more about sork probably nerf that class into the ground yeah i mean there's a million examples of people with low gear score that pop off it, it just the, the point is you don't need to have 700 gear score to do well and there's also a bunch of different game modes that where you don't need to be 700 gear score or need to be high gear. And there's capped. Yeah, I mean you have like T1s, that. right? I mean T1, especially T1 ECs, the the bar is really low. Now, obviously, like I said earlier, it's not truly equalized. If someone is 700 gear score on an easy T1, then they're gonna have an advantage over you, unfortunately, because of the dumb fuck way they have done the caps. But I mean, it is still, you, you have way more of a fighting chance. You know, you could start that shit. What's T1 easy? Isn't T1 easy like 210, 250 or some crazy shit like that? Yeah, like, it's know. really low. Let me see. Let me find one on the map. Um, T1 beginner, you need... Yeah. AP limit is 238, I think. Yeah, okay. 238. Um, DP, DR limit is 181. Like, yeah, this would be like no gear. Yeah. That's like, I don't think you even... That's including your hidden. So that's like, what do you, you yeah. gotta be like 480 like, gear score or something. You get like, yeah, you get like try to vala and you could participate in like T1 easies. Like, yeah. The game could definitely improve like getting beginners into the game for sure. Uh, they always could improve that. But they definitely, like, man, the game used to be, it used to be way worse. Like, it's so much better now. And they have made a lot of progress mm -hmm. towards improving it and making it so people can catch up quickly. And hopefully they keep doing it. And I assume they will. They probably will keep doing it because they realize that you need new players if you want the game to thrive or go on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, did you want to, did you have more you wanted to talk about the Riot MMO? Or was that just it? You have more faith oh, in it? No, just, uh, I think, uh, I still think Ashes looks kind of jank to me. I don't know why. I want to like it. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, as someone who's bought into Ashes, and I think Ashes is going to be good, I also am like, it still looks a little jank to me. I think that's the perfect word to describe it, honestly. I don't know what it is, but when I'm, I'm watching gameplay of it, I'm just like, ah, this just isn't quite what I was hoping they would develop it to be. It's just not quite there. I don't know what it is. And they've changed, they've changed engines three times, right? Or twice? Didn't they change? Twice, I think. Ashes will be better than BDO, PA just garbage. I mean, 
I would love that to be true because then that means it's going to be an awesome game. But like, how many MMOs have come out since BDOs released? And Ashes is the golden ticket. That's the one. That's the independent one. That's just like, okay, here we go. I do think Ashes is going to be good, but is it going to be good enough to warrant for me? Like, let's just say for me, take me, for example, I've bought into Ashes. I think Ashes is going to be a good game. In from what I've seen right now, do I think that Ashes is going to be a game that I quit BDO for? I honestly don't think so. I'll well, probably play Ashes for a couple weeks, maybe a month, and then I'll probably go back to BDO, honestly. The, the odds are you won't quit BDO for it because by then you won't be playing BDO anymore. Because <laughs> it'll be like... Because I'll, I'll be dead. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be two or three years from now, dude. I don't know. Who knows when it's coming? And I want to be excited. The combat system is like slightly improved over time. I know they like mm -hmm. recently revamped it and I watched it and it's still a hybrid tab target slash action and it looks okay. Not great. It looks okay. I don't know. I want to be excited, but it's, we'll see. I, yep. I, I want to see, we'll see, but who knows? Also, people keep bringing up Throne and Liberty, that one too. Uh, I mean, the trailers look cool. I, I, I would like to see more just raw gameplay instead of like trailers and like cinematics and I don't know. I, I, I would like to just see more actual like raw gameplay footage before I, I really like have an opinion about it. Yeah, I don't know. Throne and Liberty, I, I have zero faith in that, that game. It, that would be like a pleasant surprise. Ashes and Riot... Riot's MMO, I'm expecting to be like big releases, so I'm, my expectations are a little bit higher. Like Throne and Liberty would just be like kinda a pleasant surprise. Like, oh shit, this game ended up actually being good. Mm. But we'll see, who knows. I don't know. It's Have it's you been enjoying the latest, hottest uh, MMO release though? Uh, Tower of Fantasy? Yeah, Tower I of have, Fantasy, dude. I, Dis discount Chinese ripoff Genshin Impact. I have not, uh... I just knew right away that I wasn't really going to be into it. This is not my style game. I don't even know how to explain that, but yeah. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, yeah, no thanks. I played Genshin and Genshin was all right for a while. And this just looks like Genshin and turns out it is just like Genshin. I downloaded it because literally my entire guild is playing it. And yeah, I mean, it's just Genshin. It's just Genshin Impact. If you like Genshin, you'll probably like Tower Fantasy. Um, yeah. That being said, it's not uh, it's not a game, and it's not a developer that I would recommend you support. They have copied pretty much everything having to do with that game from various sources. They've copied models, animations, even trailers. They straight up ripped one trailer from a uh, independent studio. Actually, it's pretty funny. Like literally really? beat for beat. I haven't yeah. even heard. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a drama within. Dude, I love this. Wait, someone's saying also the music apparently is stolen. I would not doubt it. Literally, it's just a Chinese ripoff. Uh, they just they plagiarized almost every aspect of their game. In all honesty, a lot of people are pointing um, out that Genshin's also Chinese. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, well, cause I guess, but I guess. if it is, yeah, it's not. It can't be like a. I mean, it also is Chinese, you know what I mean? So it's like a weird, <laughs> like, to say Chinese have... ripoff is of the Chinese game. Yeah, why not? 
I don't hey, know. Can you not have a Chinese ripoff of a Chinese game? I think it Why? would just be a ripoff. I just don't you think you'd have to even say Chinese. Anyway, yeah, apparently it's plagiarized like a lot of aspects of its game from a bunch of other media. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend supporting it in all honesty. That being said, I'm sure it's going to make a shitload of money because whales are going to whales and it's a dog shit gotcha game. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, people are enjoying the game, so it's whatever. I, I, it's just not my style game. I also didn't like Genshin. I do actually weirdly like. I like the art style. Like, I would love to play. Like, I really wanted to play Blue Protocol, but then that game just. I don't know what happened. Is that game even still in development anymore? That that thing I fell off the map like a long time ago. That or Project Barbecue also looked cool, and I haven't heard anything about that. I'm convinced any of these any of these fucking anime games are just DOA. Honestly, I I just have no faith. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why, even though we know nothing about Bear, always mentions this, but for whatever reason, Riot's track record is kind of insane for making good games right now. They're like on a it roll is. and just yeah. good content. I mean, you have Arcane, you have League, you have uh. Uh, TFT, like their their biggest flop, if you even want to call it that, is Legends of Runeterra. But a lot of people like that game too. So it's like, yeah, Valorant is huge. Their fighting game looks fun. Like mm -hmm. they almost could do no wrong. I I don't know. Like at this point, so we'll see. Like yeah, odds no. are it might be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Riot has, uh, at least as far as I'm aware. I mean, maybe somebody can pull up some statistics, but they have yet to have a flop. Um, even their, even their, uh, what's it called? Uh, Legend of the Ruined King, I think it's called, which was a game not actually made by Riot, but it was just licensed by Riot using their Riot Forge division or whatever, where they basically pay smaller dev team to, to make the game for them. Um, that was pretty successful from my understanding. Um, so yeah, I have faith and it's got Ghost Crawler behind it, who is a veteran in the MMO industry. I'm uh I'm really excited for it. I'm really hype. Very yeah. very hype. It'll probably end up being good, or it'll suck. But also their world. I was watching that Asmongold put up a video recently of of someone. It was like him, you know, one of his react videos of him re reacting to this person that was breaking down like all the League of Legends map and the potential lore and all this stuff. And it was actually really mm -hmm. interesting. Like that world is so in depth already. It is the the lore. So he's probably reacting to Necrit's video. Nutgrit has been making lore videos about League for a really long time now, and he just recently did a video, maybe a couple weeks ago, just titled something along the lines of the the world of Riot's MMO is already finished, and he basically went through explaining like where you, we would likely be starting off and where like future expansions would come in, the things that we would do, the types of monsters we would fight, the characters we would meet. It was a really, it was a really fun video, and it really, I think, drew a lot of hype for the MMO community to, to kind of see like, oh, so this is kind of how we can envision it before anything is actually like released from Riot themselves. Because obviously they're still very, very early in the process and we're probably not going to see it for 10 years, unfortunately. Yeah. Sounds right. 10 years sounds right. All right. Yep. Well, that's three hours, 13 minutes. We did it, Rez. I'm we done. did it. Let's bounce. Um, 
yeah thanks everybody so much for listening uh or watching uh you can catch these live uh frosty streams them every single weekend uh if you want to figure out when they're going on join the value pack discord frosty always announces whenever he's uh, going live in there, including when we're recording the podcast. You can also get updates if the podcast is ever delayed or if we're skipping a week like we did last week. Uh, we always announce it in there. Um, make sure to check out our Twitch channels, uh, twitch.tv slash sofrosty, twitch.tv slash nashi underscore na, and twitch.tv slash notreslar. Um, all of those links can be found in the description. Leave a comment, let us know your thoughts. We read them every single week. Thank you to the patrons, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>